Why? What's going on with your shoulder? Well, you know, I've dislocated it like five times. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Where's the test? What's that mean? I can't that's hear much. it. Oh, well, I can't. Well, well, that's a good sign then. Good. Why? Is it clicking? Because I can fucking hear it and feel it. Every time I move it, it's just <laughs> So when you do... So when you do this, like you can't, like this is as far as I can go. It's like that, but it just hurts all the time. I've just, yeah. it, it, the joint's fucked. I had like physiotherapy in it for a few years. It's just fucked. My, I mean, <laughs> I, my, I think I, I've gotten to the bottom of what's wrong with my left knee as well. I think it's my ACL. Yeah. It's either not there or barely hanging on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I got something going yeah. on with my, my left shoulder. I think when I tore my tricep. So I'm starting to feel like you now. So I'm like, this is why this is this is why this particular topic of you getting your treatment is so interesting because I'm getting fucking old too. Well, because I've been but, trying to warn you, man. I've been trying to warn you. Well, like, I've been backing off before. I, I you know what? No, but backing like, backing I'm, off for you is like everybody else's max. I start. It swings around about us, mate. I um, I only started getting injured when I started backing off. <laughs> <laughs> that's the funny part. <laughs> All I know is there is no possible way you can do what you're doing into your late 30s. And no, no, I, I'm fine just getting a pump now. I'd literally go into the gym and just try and get the most insane pump possible and go home. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I would if I could advise anybody, because I used to go nuts. I didn't train really heavy, but I used to go nuts. If I if I backed off a bit, it's so hard. I think Evan said it best in his last video. It's like you want to go in and make sure you're giving everything, but at the same time, you have to live to fight another day, and there's a, like a fine line between being a pussy and being like productive. Yeah. So it's hard to walk that line when you're trying to be the best. Well, but- the, way I, the way I look at it is I've always been trying to go into the gym with the emphasis of growing new muscle. So I'm yeah. training for new muscle. Yeah. Now I'm just training the muscle I've already got. Like I'm not That's trying. To, I'm just keep. I'm just training what I've already got, and just yeah. trying to keep it happy. Um, and event, and I because for me it's about detail and condition. And obviously, if I'm eating the meals and I'm doing the training, some growth's going to happen as just as a byproduct of being consistent. Yeah, yeah. I'm no, not chasing. So the training's just for me. It's. Oh, I still pretty training pretty hard. Like yesterday, I did the RDL with five plates and chains. Like that's still pretty heavy. But it was like it's not seven plates of chains like I can do. That's ridiculous, dude. You know, like when I think of that, and I'm not trying to jinx you at all, but I'm, that's like I'm asking for a hamstring tear. Well, with, with chest, I don't go above. Very rarely do I go, go above three plates anymore in any presses. Yeah, um, it's not just because of the pec; it's because it's in my shoulder. I don't want to keep the wear and tear on there. Yeah, and and all honestly, every time I've done a set, like there's so many sets on Instagram of me doing four, four and a half plates, like so many times. Every time I do that, the next day my triceps are so sore. Yeah, you know, John used to say that to me. Uh, Meadows used to say to me, because he used to squat five plates regularly for like yeah. 20, 20 reps, 25 reps. Like it was his thing, right? Yeah. And he says now he's like, well, this is now he's not really training. But even when he was still at the end of his career and still training, mm-hmm. he would tell me, I can go in and do five plates. I can still do the five plates. He's like, but I'm fucked for two weeks. He's like, my back is just a mess. And he's like, I can't do other things because I did the five plates. So he goes, I'd rather go in and do four plates. And yeah, but it, it kind of just told me, really, it wasn't even that. It wasn't, it was soreness as in the muscle was sore. So I'm trying to train, I'm trying to press and train chest. And yeah. Then my triceps are just as sore as my chest. Oh, no, I see what you're saying. I don't need, I don't need bigger You don't triceps. need more triceps, no. More, I already get enough shit for them as it is. They've already ruined my chest. Like, yeah, but I, th- <laughs> I feel like triceps can never be too big. It's one of those but, muscles. 
Yeah, no, I, I disagree because the bigger the get, more stupid my chest, the more my chest just disappears. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's... It looks like some. It looks like somebody shining a light in someone's eye. My, okay, my my chest are the pupils. That's what's happening. This is what we're gonna do. The bodybuilding and bollocks guy that does our page. We both, by the way, we don't, we don't know him. Like he, he kind of does it on his own. We're very appreciative of it. So whoever doesn't follow, go to BB and bollocks on Instagram. Uh, he does a really good job and he puts some funny shit up. Um, but, um, but yeah, we're going to get him to Photoshop your triceps out and see how shit your physique looks. That's not very kind, is it? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I don't think my entire... I'm just saying, I'm just saying, your triceps could never be too big and they make your physique. Well, why don't I just bang a load of fucking gear in them then? We don't have to. They're huge already. Yeah, but like, instead of trying to four, do four plates and incline, why don't I just do less weight? I'm just saying. It's like, it's like, it's like... It's like Rolly Winkler. I was just saying, it's like one of those muscles that like, it makes your physique. It really does. All right. You don't, don't think so? Uh, well, I think they're a standout body part, but I don't think it makes, well, maybe. Now you're making me think about it. I think my back's. Think about your most muscular. The picture, especially the, the bodybuilding and bollocks. Yeah, but, oh, but the people, who's most, the people who, who's in that shot, their most muscular is like crazy. Yeah. You people that have the big triceps. Like look at. Like or, sh- at or shoulders. Or usually both. I have good shoulders yeah. as well in that shot. Yeah. But like yeah. it's um, uh, Justin Compton springs to mind. Kevin Lavoni, um, Lee Priest, Flex Lewis, uh, Evan. All these guys have got big triceps, and it, they do overshadow their chest. All right. Oh, and none of them have weak chest. It's just that's in that shot. See, I like imagine your physique with like this not there. Well, then I'll just be the physique on the left. <laughs> <laughs> uh i like to think uh, my tri- my triceps are very proportionate to the rest of my body unlike yours no, 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 no. which are way fucking overdeveloped compared to the rest of your body my triceps fit with my shoulders and my chest and like the whole thing no, you're sh- you're you're sh- see you. Plus, you are green uh, no. Okay, but no, but look, in all honesty, though, in all honesty. You know what's really funny with my physique? I'm starting to realize I have a couple of genetically special body parts and not many other people have it in excess. Like what? Like my forearms, triceps, traps, and calves are all gigantic. Like this, look at this shot. So, they just, so my physique just looks weird. Compared to, <laughs> I think that's what it is. I think we worked out. My physique's weird. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like this shot, I mean, obviously your lats your lats make a big impact, but your arms wouldn't look this good if your triceps didn't have that sweep to them. Well, that's like saying Arnold's arms wouldn't look as good if he didn't have that incredibly peaked bicep. No, no, I know that. I'm not saying you didn't build it. I know, I agree. Well, that's why I give so much emphasis to like adductors and rear delts. What I guess what I'm trying to say is I almost would rather have uh, huge triceps than a huge chest. Uh, it hasn't hurt me so far. I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't train how I used to train. I guess, because, wait, let me, let me rephrase it. I guess, you know how we talk about there's bodybuilders that are like limb bodybuilders like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and bodybuilders that are more torso dominant bodybuilders? I would, I, I would rather be a limb bodybuilder. Yeah, I don't think I'm either. I think I'm a mix. I'm a weird mix as well. You are a mix because your legs aren't overly dominant, but your arms are. Yeah, but, then but, you have, like, but then you have a huge torso because of your back. Yeah, but then I have like, 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's just weird. It's, it's a mix. My, yeah, it's a mix. My, leg, my legs looked have actually probably looked their thinnest at the Arnold, but they. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You look like the, the, it's just all my shots are just forearms. <laughs> it's all my shots are like. Every time arms. I see one of your pictures, all I see is triceps. Triceps and forearms. That's cause, it was because everyone wants what they can't have and they don't have. <laughs> <laughs> You're a dick. Okay. Um, anyway, so I got PRP I, in my. I, I, sh- I, do, I, do, I do know what you mean, though. I think Kevin Lavroni, a lot of what his freakiness comes from his triceps. Well, if you look at, imagine Kevin Lavroni without that that freakiness. freakiness well, I, think, I think if you look at the way, you know, he was kind of posed from the side, like he did most of his routine, kind of like this. Yeah. Because he was showing off both of those fuckers to their yeah. full glory. Yeah. <laughs> like the I, whole I agree. time. Because he because he was doing that. He was showing off his pec tear galore. Like, look at the size of this pec tear. But don't worry about that, because look at my triceps. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, look at the cap and then the tricep. It's just... Yeah, but I mean, he's, he's, he has a lot, like... Oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. I know, you know exactly what I mean, but he doesn't... He wouldn't be, wow, oh, my God, Kevin Rooney without those triceps. It's why he's remembered for them. And that's, that's, why, that's why, like, Tom Platt's remembered for his legs. But like, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, look... Like look at okay, look at his legs, right? His legs are great. They're obviously amazing, but they're not standout. They're just they fit with his body. Yeah. The first thing you actually your eyes are, eyes are drawn to is this delt and this tricep, and you're like, holy fuck! Uh, I'm I am starting to think though in that shot for me, it's my tricep. It might be my forearms are overpowering everything else. I don't think so. It's your triceps to me. When I look at your physique, it's your, I, I see your triceps. No, no, only only in that pose. In the, in the last couple, of look how look how how dirty they did Kevin Lavrone here. Right. They put him next to like a prime Phil Phil Heath. It Phil Heath looks like he has two severe pec tears, doesn't he? This is not like why would you put fifty year old? I mean, I know they stood next to each other on stage, and that's why they're doing it. But yeah, I don't know. Well, they didn't actually stand next to get next oh, to. Is each other. Stand, are you, you smashing Generation Nine again? Oh, I didn't even realize this Generation. <laughs> Uh, fucking hell they just they're everywhere but just being shit just dicks yeah yeah fuck off yeah it's this look at that man like his chest is good but it's not it's not crazy but i wonder if his chest is actually crazy but it's so overpowered by his shoulders and triceps that you can't tell that's like me my chest is unbelievable (laughs) you just can't see it unfortunately (laughs) you can't see it (laughs) anyways um yeah so now i gotta sit out for like uh 10 days, no upper body training, okay. just, just the right side only. Yeah. And uh, then I can get back to some light stuff and hopefully my shoulder will be, um, hopefully it's better. I don't know. I did it before. I had, I had a subscap tear in this uh, shoulder. They did PRP and after like six weeks, I was back to mention four plates. So we'll see. I mean, hopefully it works. Yeah, yeah it, was a, it was a rough day. And then I got home and uh, I had a cheat meal. And I felt horrible, and then I didn't sleep at all because of my cheat meal. I'm going to text Ben because he's supposed to be coming on just while you're talking. Just because you know you're going to be looking at me again. Why is he on his phone? He's <laughs> ejecting. It's part of the show. Um, people have been asking about getting all these different guests on the show. I guess I wanted to um, – I just want to say it's not really a guest show. It's kind of like me and you. But we have guests on from time to time. So I don't know if people, like, people have been messaging me off the hook, going, get, get this guy on and get that guy on and get this guy on. And I'm like, it's <laughs> Mess- not really. Messaging you off the hook. 
Yeah, I've been getting like tons of DMs from people. Yeah, I know, but that, that doesn't make any sense. Right? It just doesn't. It's one of those things. The saying, the saying is mixed with the phone. Yeah, the phone hasn't been on any hooks since like 1984. <laughs> and now you're making like modern DMs are off the hook. I know exactly what you mean, but these sayings need to be put to bed. Why are you such a dick? You know exactly what I meant. I know some people still do this for phone. That's still the sign for phone. Yeah. A phone hasn't looked like this for like 20 years. Well, what are you going to do, this? Phone? I don't, exactly. This is where the Yeah, but this is, all, this is also the sign for like hearing, like I'm hearing. It might, this might change the phone from now on. Instead of this, it's just that. That's stupid, though. This still makes sense. Call me. Call me. Right. He's replied. Yeah, is he coming or what? Uh, he, hasn't got, he hasn't got his link. Okay, I'll send it again. No, I'm just asking to check his junk mail. I could have swore I sent it. I've got so much ice in this drink. You hear it chinking around. I'm fucking sweating my ass off. Okay. Oh, he's got it in his junk. Yeah, I sent it. I just sent another one anyway. Okay. He's going to click on. We had like 300 questions today. Uh, <clears throat> well, Ben is a coach himself. So a lot of the, those kind of brainy ones that people, he can chime in with those as well. He can just chime in with all of them. He's got a fucking there he is. He's got a weird brain as well. Is he like you? Is he, is he like a little messed up in the head? No, you know what he's like. He's been on there before. Hey, there he is. Can't hear you. See? See what I did, Luke? Can't hear you. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Wait, connect his audio. Anyway. There you go. I got you. There he is. Hello. What's going on, man? Oh, man. Excuse me. I'm having to kneel on the floor because I don't do chairs anymore. You're kneeling on the floor. We're going to be on here for like an hour. Yeah. Well, I've been, I've been kneeling on the floor for 25 minutes waiting for you guys anyway. So actually. Oh. How, long did, how long ago did he send you the link? I mean, I I was late. I've been sat here since the same. When I you, was only five minutes late because my mouse was dying. I had to charge it. When Ben ah. texted me at quarter two, I was already sat here. So actually, Ben and I have been waiting for ages, really. Yeah, in my junk mail for the last 20 minutes. That's, uh, that's on you, that bit. I, I, <laughs> apparently, my emails don't accept... Uh, Shady emails. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't from a name like Fuad Abiad. I want your <laughs> I'm in Texas now, so I think it's filtered. <laughs> it's filtered like all the terrorist sounding emails. <laughs> right, so we've just been talking about uh, Fuad's got a tiny little itty bitty muscle in his, uh, in his chest. His chesty westy that had to be PRP'd yesterday. Man, what have you had done to you recently? Because that's more horrendous. Go. Uh, they put seven injections in my spine. Actually, they put seven <laughs> in my spine and one on my hip. What did they do? Say that again. They put PRP in my L4, L5. Um, the I forget the exact where exactly it went now, but I had I said, did I send you the picture, Luke? You sent me the picture of the X-ray. Didn't I send you the ones with the plasters all over where they? Didn't oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You did horrendous. It looked like I had a little boner in, in the picture as well. <laughs> so wait a minute. So you got like four or five PRP shots in your spine? And they put six in the spine and seven. They put a seventh one in my hip. Dude, how, how, did they freeze anything or no? No, uh, no, I was out. They put general. Oh, they put you out? Yeah. Though okay. My chiropractor I saw on Monday, um, he's actually going to buy his own PRP kit. And he's like, I'll just do it at home for you. Yeah, yeah. That's what do you be. mean? What do you mean? Hang on. You've just had to go into general anesthetic. What do you mean? I'll just do no, it. No, because you don't, you don't, well, do you have to go under for your back all the time or no? They asked me if I wanted to because 
freaking America's medical, everything's an optional extra, isn't it? So it's like, yeah. everything's a billable. It sucks. You don't realize how good free healthcare is <laughs> you're over here. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, uh, do you want to feel pain or not? Because it's a thousand dollars if you don't. <laughs> yeah. do you remember when I was in hospital and they told us it was ten thousand dollars a night and then told me I wasn't allowed any more sandwiches? <laughs> yeah, where? <laughs> where did that happen? When I was in California. You had eaten about like the whole ward's worth of sandwiches. Listen, listen, no one ten, else grand, ten grand a night, give me those sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the night that Luke was on the after the Cali Pro. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, that's right, that's right. That's I deserve right. those sandwiches. Okay, so wait a minute. So you had your back PRP'd, and now, but I see, I already see you back squatting like four or five plates. What the fuck, yeah, man? But I can't do jack shit else. So okay, wait a second. So explain to people how the injury happened first. So it's a bit of a weird one, actually. I um. Oh, hang on. What's going on here? Oh yeah, you can do this now. You can hack into everyone's. No, he's not. He's just not. Look at this shit. This is after for everybody watching. This is after his injury. That was Sunday. Yeah, this was, this was Sunday. He's already back to squatting five yeah, places. This is, this is what Ben's like. He gets destroyed by a car on a motorbike, squats next week. Like, has it, like his meniscus removed, squats five days later. Has sepsis, can't, it nearly dies, squats five days later. Gets his spine removed, squatting again. But he can't do anything else. What? I don't, what I don't, you know, Ben, what I don't understand is when you go through a back injury. Okay, well, explain to us how it happened first, and then I'll, that might make more sense to me. Well, it's Luke's fault. <laughs> it is. No, so James, I, I get on a plane back in December, back to the UK, and I'm I'm in a economy, you know, peasant seat. I'm twisted up and screwed up. Remember, I told you the guy had a fit next to me, so I didn't sleep a wink. The guy sat next to me, went to get up, and had a fit in the middle of the flight. So he had a medical team right next to me for the whole flight. So I'm all twisted up, and I get off the plane. Luke picks me up from the airport. And he says, we're filming for Redcon. We're training back with James on his head. Uh, you've got about two hours. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I'm like, okay, fine. And this is when I was a powerlifter, right? So yeah. I'm like, well, I'll just, you know, stay within myself. I'm not going to do anything crazy. And I think the gym had two new, what, 220-pound dumbbells? Yeah. So Luke and James start playing with them like they're fuck all. <laughs> And I'm standing there going, well, this sucks because they're filming this shit for YouTube. So yeah, yeah. what do I do? I try, try to keep up. Um, and I just think, and then we deadlifted at the end of the session, right? You, you guys did RDLs and I was like, I'm going to deadlift on the floor because powerlifting. And, and as I'm doing it, I feel this tingle nerve sensation going through my glutes. And I'm like, oh, that feels odd. I've never felt that before. And then I decided to do another set straight after with more weight and got back to loop that night and I was like shit I've like my hips were out I've got sciatic pain all down my leg so I'm stretching that for like two weeks then we train hamstrings with James again about 10 days later we all finish up and I'm like oh, I want to deadlift because I want to keep in the groove of doing my big lifts so at the end of a full hamstring session I load it up to seven plates and the last warm-up set I felt my back just pop Jesus. So what I think happened, I'm discussing it with my Cairo, where I was twisted and sat on that aeroplane, I think my psoas and my hip flexors just all locked up and got so tight. And then I went into lifting with my hip flexors so tight and my hamstrings probably. And then when I was putting that amount of load through, yeah. well, I, didn't, I wasn't actually wearing a belt on my last warm-up set. 
So I had six plates aside and was warming up and that's where it went. And uh, what we think now, I saw my chiropractor on Monday, we think that not only did I, because I ruptured two discs. And after I did that, I carried on squatting because I didn't get any pain from squatting. I just couldn't do anything else. Mm. So I think I was just, where they'd uh, ruptured and I kept loading, I was doing like six plate safety bars. It yeah. was just compounding it. And then we also think that I had a slight tear in my psoas because I still have excruciating pain. If I go to do a body weight chin up, I can't, like where my hips pull down in front. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. If I'm, if I'm hyperextended, then the pain, I just get through my psoas. So he wants to put PRP in my psoas. Which yeah, I but can't know. they, sorry to interrupt you, can't they ultrasound, they can ultrasound psoas. It's not, it's not like it's too deep. Uh, they, I, yeah, I believe they can. Yeah, but I mean, but that's what I'm saying though. If they just ultrasound, they can see if there's a tear or anything in your psoas before. I've got to go to a clinic that aren't open right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. That's true. I got in yesterday as a favor. The doctor's yeah. been, uh, you know, I've been with him for a long time. So he kind of hooked me up, but yeah, that's yeah. right. They're not doing a lot of that stuff right now. Yeah. Cause I was going to have a second <laughs> on my spine in April, but obviously non-essential stuff went out the window. So. so when you did the PRP, do they give you the same rules that they give me? Like they tell me to stay off for like every time I've done it. Cause I've done it on a bunch of different areas. They always tell me stay away for 14 days or 10 days or whatever. And then yeah. get back. Yeah, pretty much. I said, don't, don't do anything crazy. I had, I went back for a follow-up two weeks later and then that, they kind of signed me off. But how long was it? It wasn't that long ago and you're already back to doing five plates. So you're not really following protocol. Uh, February, no, end of February. Oh, okay. So it has been a while. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, how's it, how's it help like everyday life? Um, I mean, I can't put my own socks on still. Um, and I can't Hoover, which is handy. Nice. nice. I, I think that one will last forever. I won't. I can't vacuum and clean the house. Well, he can't, he can't, he can't do it. <laughs> that's a lifetime. That's a lifetime injury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like we we had to buy this bed <clears throat> sleeping on the floor. Um, it, it, it was rough, but like, like I said to you on my comments the other day, I can't leg press with zero weight on. That was the crazy thing we were talking about. Cause I commented about your squat and you said you couldn't leg press. And I don't, that sounds so bizarre to me that you can squat that much plate, but uh, that much weight, but you can't. Yeah. I, th I think, and again, I was talking to my caro about it and he bodybuilds. So I like to go into a, normally a doctor that. Yeah. Said, that knows. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he thinks it's almost like my psoas or my iliacus is almost passive during a squat. Okay. Whereas when I'm leg pressing, it's engaging on the way down. It's the oh, way down. I see, oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I got you. Um, so he said it's almost like stabilizing my hip on the, on a leg press. Whereas on a, what are we doing here? I'm just showing, I'm just showing everybody who you are in case they don't know you. Oh, they definitely don't know me. Well, just in case, what the hell happened here? Is this after your accident? No, he's a, he's a gamer and he's wearing his headphones for too long. <laughs> no, that was, that was, my head went through the windscreen because my helmet came off from my crash. Oh, dude. That's a motorcycle, that's a motorcycle accident. Yeah. Luke will tell you, if I do something, I do it all in. I don't know. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, so, so mid crash. He's like, fuck this. So he took his helmet off mid crash. So he was flying through the air, removed his own helmet and was like, fuck this. I'm going all the way. And uh, that's what happened. Let me ask you, so you live in, you're from the UK, but you live in Texas now. I do, yes. Or I'm in the have, process of moving here. Have you started talking at all like, it, like people from Texas? I, I don't think, I, when you're talking to me right now, you tell me. 
No, I don't hear it, but well, the reason I ask is because sure. now that I do this so much with Luke now, well, that I find myself speaking British in, yeah. in my in my head. It's called English. English, whatever. No, because the other day, I forget what I saw, but in my head, I said that's brilliant, and I would never say the word brilliant. That's a good word, isn't it? <laughs> it's like well, a, it's I like. I refuse to say y'all. Yeah, don't say y'all. What the? That's not a fucking word. It, nothing annoys me more than when people write the word y'all. Yeah. Like in their captions. Yeah, because yeah, because then it forces us to say it. <laughs> yeah. You actually, you did it the other day. You said y'all, and I was like, "Excuse me." I know. I know. But it wasn't your fault. You were trapped. And I think I was reading a. I was reading a, a question. It's not okay. The other thing they say is a uh, fixing instead of I'm getting yeah. ready. Yeah. Like, ready to go out they're like i'm fixing to go out i kind of like that one though you do yeah i kind of like the fixing they're making a sandwich and fixing a sandwich <laughs> <laughs> you're actually doing diy you're actually trying to fix something so yeah i'm, yeah. Fixing, I'm fixing to fix the sink they actually yeah that, that, that's so if you're I'm making doing. a cup of tea which i don't probably doesn't happen ever are you fixing a cup of tea well, they would never. Yeah, that would. Ne- that sentence would oh, never come. A cup of tea. That, that's that's the merging of two worlds there. Yeah. <laughs> and I say that on Ben's gravestone, fixing a cup of tea. Well, you you know what you do have to be happy about. You're in like the car capital of the world. Like, there's more motorheads in Texas than anywhere. Yeah, and they all have trucks. So I mean, I'm Luke will tell you I'm not a truck guy. Oh, you're not a big truck guy. No. Yeah, but you're a Harley guy, aren't you? For yes and no, I'm more. I'm more of a. They call it, what do they call it, a crotch rocket? I'm more of a, oh, okay. I'm more a sports bike guy. I just haven't had one since my crash. Yeah. Sports bike, what sports bikes are they quite prevalent in Texas? So I can't imagine. They, like I said, they call them crotch rockets over here. Everyone, yeah, they're like, not... everyone has beards, drives trucks, and rides Harleys. Like, they should be here. Well, or sports cars, muscle cars, like modded Camaros or modded Corvettes. or Maybe more so in Dallas. I'm, I live in buttfuck nowhere. So. Oh, so it's like really like rural fucking just truckville. The nearest Walmart is 52 miles away. Holy shit. Yeah. He's got like, pig, he's got piglets, ducklings, like everything in the garden. Yeah, what do you I, mean? You got, you look, you got on a farm? Yeah, we've got a ranch. Yeah. So how many houses are around you? Is there houses around you or no? <laughs> My mom and dad own the ranch next door to us. But then is it, I'm picturing like a couple <laughs> houses and then like just land forever. Uh, we're on the outskirts of the town, which is, it's not a town, it's a fucking village. There's 400 people here. Okay, and it's yeah. Everyone has ten acres of land, and how strange is that coming from where you came from? Yes and no, because when I was a child, I grew up in the countryside, like okay. Luke. Yeah. Luke grew up in the villages, right? So my dad lives out there, but <clears throat> it's weird. You can get so much money for a lot of house for sold all money out here. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you try to buy a five hundred thousand pound house or flat in London. You don't get anything. You can't swing a cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, cool. Yeah. Um, so what's going on? Are you doing anything? Like, you don't compete in powerlifting or anything, do you? I was due to compete on the 21st of March. Then I got injured. Because I was going to go to that because I decided I was a shitty bodybuilder and was decently strong. So uh, now it seems like I can't powerlift, but I can go back to bodybuilding. So I was looking at uh, maybe doing a show in Texas here in... September. Why don't you do classic? Because I can't wait the fucking weight. What's the weight cap for you? Uh, two. I see the two thirty. 
either 227 or 234, something like that. 227 or 230. And what's your weight on stage normally? Last time I got on stage, I was 248. Oh, because you're like, are you like 6'2 or something like that? One, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I've got like dense bones and muscle. Dense bones. Bones are a lot bigger than people realize. I'm heavy. I just, I, I do agree that I have more of a classic, like especially that picture, but not there. Yeah. I have more of a, I'm not a big open class round. No, yeah. I'm not like you two are big round bodybuilders. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, that's a, there is more of a. Like, that's a good classic. I mean, it, it's, was, it's bodybuilder ish, but it's a good classic physique. You a nice small waist and everything's pretty round. Five in that picture. What's that? I'm 255 in that picture. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah you'd have to lose 30 pounds. I would cut a leg off. <laughs> yeah that's um, crazy I, I still, it's still squat i did say that to luke i said i would suit the classic criteria more yeah um, well you, you kind of argued with it for a while um i remember you tried to actively downsize for about four days you, you didn't like it <laughs> four, four days because <laughs> there, there was a time when he was trying to downsize and he was just hovering like around 270 it was like can't get any lighter. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't eating, doing nothing, and just not getting smaller. Well, one, I'd screwed up my metabolism, right? I'd, yeah. I'd, my body just wanted to be big and heavy. So, how many well, plates is this? Seven. That's three. That's actually a squat bar as well. So the bar's a fifty-five pound bar. Okay, whoever's watching this, can you please see the depth? Because this is a real squat. I see people doing like seven plates, but they're doing like fucking halfway. This is a real squat. Who's the chubby fucker behind? Oh, that's Luke. I didn't, I didn't notice that. Well, see, this is one of the things and that scared me once we were training heavy because I would squat and Luke would hack squat, but he'd get pissed off and squat and it would almost, it wasn't beneficial for him. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it almost, I was like, don't, I want to squat just because, and I, I'm sure my legs would be bigger if I didn't squat. I focus my... You can't hack squat because your knee is like, crazy. I focus my attention on other leg movements that I find harder. My leg development would have been better for sure. Do you think, do you think this squat is a... I feel like my ass has gotten a lot bigger since I started squatting. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I think I'm heavy. I have a lot, I have a lot back there, so... <laughs> um, it's true. And I, I don't think it's a movement that everyone needs to do. I think it, it might have been bad for me because... <clears throat> I think my legs could have grown without it and my ass would have, cause my ass was smaller when I was like Luke's age yeah. and then it got, it just got bigger and bigger. And as your ass gets bigger then your hips look bigger For sure. and then you lose that, like, you know, that X frame shape that you want. Yeah. You start losing that as you get more muscle in that center area. Yeah, I agree. So I don't know if squatting, like it's an amazing leg movement, but I think, and I also struggle with the width thing too, right? Because some people say go narrow stance for, for – that's actually something I want to ask you. So a lot of people say do the narrow stance for uh, your outer sweep. But then I've, I've seen uh, studies that show that guys that do a little bit wider, like shoulder width or a little bit apart, actually fires the lateralis more so. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm again with you, I'm probably torn on this. I can't make up my mind because, like you say, the uh, – ECG studies will show ECG, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. a great activation. But I also think that it's one of those things that if you're going to maximally load, I think personally as well, the only way I get any develop, leg development out of a squat is if I'm maximally lo maximally loaded, right? Yeah. Because I'm relatively efficient at the movement. Yeah. So I find that 
incredibly easy biomechanically. Yeah. Therefore, it's not a good leg developer for me, right? Okay. So for me to actually get any growth out of it, I have to go to the point where I'm testing the limits of my strength to be able to tap into muscular failure, right? Rather, does that make oh, sense? But, but uh, yeah, but at what rep range are you talking about that? Well, any rep range if it's true failure. As long as you're failing. Yeah. Because yeah. Well, I know that I'm, I've started to do 20 rep squats to finish recently. Yeah. Because I can't do leg presses, so I'm getting my volume in yeah. my leg. And it's uh, like to your comment earlier, it's a glute ham tie-in burnout. That's yeah. Where I'm it's a, in my lungs for one, and then it's glute hams. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, and I do think with in terms of leg placement. I never do. I ne- sorry to interrupt you, but I never do. I never found a benefit in doing high rep squats. I know people say that's the way for big legs, but I always felt like high volume leg press yeah. was better than high volume squats because whenever I do high volume squats, I just cardiovascularly burn out. Right. And as well. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially if you're pretty strong and you've got. And especially your quads. If, you're, if your quads are very strong, they can handle they're, – they're built for stabilization, right? They're a, a, a postural muscle. So yeah. they need a lot of – they can take a lot of volume. Yeah. So putting those through that, like you say, I transfer it all into my ass and hamstrings yeah. when I'm going anything above 15. See, that's the tough part about the stance because – they showed the study that showed the lat- your lateralis fires more with the wide stance, but it also shows that your glutes fire a lot more with a wide stance. Right. So now you're like, okay, what do I do? Because I want to build my sweep, but I don't want to build my fucking ass. Well, that's yeah. like in the wider stance, you can probably hit depth more because you're, you're using a greater range of movement. Obviously, with a wider stance, you're usually stronger. So, yeah, you're going to be using more muscle. More glute, yeah. Well, yeah, that, that yeah. was where I was at. You're, more weight means more muscle recruitment, right? No matter which muscle it is, it's going to... Yeah. Yeah, that's why most people's argument is with squatting. If you're squatting as heavy as you can, just do the the, the strongest stance you can because you're going to recruit the most amount of muscle to move. Yeah, it. but if, but what I'm trying to say, what I'm trying to get from the from the conversation is for people listening is, yeah. how do I develop my sweep without developing my ass? Leg press. Yeah. I, I actually think I think you know go go but with, a, sw- but, with a, but with a squat, you can't do it with a squat. <clears throat> you're limiting the range. Like if I was trying to develop my sweep but not develop my ass, would I do a closer stance? I would say that's a depth thing more than anything else. I was saying I'd limit range. Yeah. Oh, so you'd do like a 90 degrees instead of going right, right in a bucket. Yeah. Right. But I always thought, I always thought the shallower squat was more ass. I No, once I get to depth, because if you think about it, you're going to go into a, a greater hip flexion. Okay, yeah. So as hip, as hip flexion increases, uh, well, as the angle decreases, you're getting more of a stretch in the glute. That's right. right. That's right. So if you limit that, that's why a leg press, I'm going to feel more because you, you don't. Well, and, that's, and that's likely why you and I, Fouad, way prefer hacks because it limits. You can get the similar range, but it takes a lot of that hip flexion and lower back like, mobility from the movement. So it's like, yeah. it's like doing a, a, a squat, but it's taking all your glute out of it, basically. That's yeah. why I like hacks so much. And that's why Ben just fucking can't do hacks. They kill but I, I just want to, but I just want to make sure, sorry, I just want to make sure we, don't leave people thinking that a half squat well, is the best way to squat because a no, squat, well, a squat's not just for your quad, it's for your hamstrings too, right? So you got to get deep to develop the whole leg. Yeah, but you, you could do, you could do partial squats. So like you could do a set to depth, then you could take like, you could use it as an intensity technique. So you could do say your heavier squats, four plates for 12. You yeah. do four plates to 12 full depth, take a plate off, 
and then do partials from the and top. Do halves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah. will destroy your quads. And your knees will be thoroughly warm because a lot of people like myself, if I stop a squat halfway, it kills my knees. That's the other problem with me doing a half squat. So I can't. You're already battered and then you lighten the load. Yeah. And again, that, that's what bugs me about a half squat uh, or a 93 squat because the ligaments and tendons are, they have the greatest tension at full extension or full flexion, right? Yeah. And in between, they're actually lax. So the knee, the knee's structural integrity at 90 degrees is the weakest point at any point in a in knee flexion. But I actually, like when I squat, usually I'm 90 degrees, but I feel like 90 degrees is depth. No, but you're, you're, you're 90 degrees in terms of your musculature. But you're yeah, if your hamstrings and calves are touching, you can't yeah, get they're, they're touching and your hip is lower than your knee. Okay, so then it's okay. It looks, but it then, looks like you're parallel because of the amount of muscle you have. I see what you're saying. Okay, okay, okay. So that's, like if, you can't, if you can't squat deeper because you've got too much muscle, you can't squat deeper. That's not. Yeah. yeah okay, I got you. You've got a, if you've got a big hamstring hang down as well, that's, you know. It's going to hit, yeah. Okay. Okay, that's good. Clarified that. Um, all right. You guys want to get to some questions or what? Yeah. Well, is this where you talk about the difference between. Well, mate, there's all sorts. You know, you'll, get, you'll get a question about Dungeons & Dragons. You'll get a question about, like, your opinion on vegan versus keto. And then we'll get another one versus fisting. You know, another... You never... It's a mixed bag. <laughs> all right, all right. I tried to... I tried to pick, like, decent ones that weren't... Anyway. Right. Um, Dan White BB says, At any point in your careers, have you ever felt you wanted to throw in the towel for any reason? And if so... How did you overcome the issue to get where you are today? Is that Dan White or Dean White? This is Dan White. Oh, he's a Dean White. So I say it's Dean. That's Ben's client. No, it's Dan White. Answer. What do you think, Luke? Anytime you ever want to quit? Uh, yeah. Quite a few. Well, Ben's uh, Ben's seen this more than a few times. I should have. Um, I should have Paul on here. Paul, you're. Yeah, Luke, um, Ben's up, like your Paul. Up before, all the way up to. Um, in the day of, the day before, the, the day after, and the weeks following the Olympia, I wanted to quit. Um, yeah. I just... lost my mind a few times. I think it's pretty common for a lot of us, man. I think my wife laughs at me. The last few shows I did, I, every time I say I want to retire, she's like, you say this every fucking time you compete. Yeah. Like every show for like the last five years of my, like from 2012 to 2017, the last few weeks of every prep i'm like why am i doing this i mean i can't speak to myself because i have i don't have a bodybuilding career but for luke it seems like the the more elite he got the worse it gets mm -hmm. <laughs> when he was an amateur it's like you know it's you just carry on but uh yeah. into a pro and then as he going each next level up it come it, it becomes harder i think um if i had to like try and guess like in a deeper way why that is it's like just the pressure of life like the pressure of bodybuilding there's more money there's more stature there's more there's so many more things with, the, that the come up, the higher up you go the higher you fall from as well well it's also the higher up you go the more you have to lose well which yeah. is what you which is what you just said which is why it's so scary and then sometimes that makes you just want to back right yeah, the fuck no, out like I, it's, it's taken me a long time to like i said on the episode last week i said i'm starting to feel good about bodybuilding again Mm -hmm. Olympia was in September. That's not it's mentally. It's only now that I'm starting to mentally be ready again. Mm -hmm. I probably won't even compete this year. It will destroy you again at some point. hundred percent, hundred percent. It's going to It's the worst. Um, you gotta. If I can give you an advice, any advice, you should try and master that somehow. Figure it out because 
I think I think I think he relaxed steady home life. Mm. It's the key for me and Ben will tell you that anytime my home life has been some somewhat in place, I've done very well. Yes. If it's a shambles, I'm a shambles. Mm-hmm. Well, so. I think a lot of bodybuilders are creatures of habit and routine that is essential, right? And mm-hmm. that particularly for Luke, that once he's in that groove, that's when that's when you see the most come out of him. Yeah. I um those the bigger shows always fucked me for twenty years. Or for 12 years of my pro career anyway every time i got an arnold invite every like when i did the olympia and i think that might have been why i skipped like because i qualified for the olympia four times that might have been why i didn't go three of the four times because i didn't want to deal with the pressure of it i mean the mental aspect of bodybuilding is fucking huge i don't think people realize it when they're watching when you're actually in the shit because there's so much that goes with every single show yeah so a lot of especially your viewers won't realize especially being amateurs they think like the likes of you guys find it easier mentally speaking. Mm. Well, you, always get, you always get the thing in the, in the, in like the YouTube comments, like, Oh, they're paid to do this. If I was paid to do a fuck off. No, it's, it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. I'm afraid. I feel like it's well, harder. Once, once you start getting paid and you start getting paid well, it's fucking harder. I wouldn't say it's, it's not harder. It's not, it's physically harder. Uh, sorry, no, no. It's, it's, it's not it's, physically harder. It's, mentally. It's, sorry, it's easier. It's physically easier. Like mm-hmm. everything about it becomes easier. Mentally, it's like, as you said, it, it's a billion times different. I did a video on this the other day. Think about it when you're an amateur. So <laughs> your first ever show, you go backstage and you're looking at some of the guys that have been doing it for a few years and you're like, wow, fuck. He's yeah. Even being backstage when I was with you at Olympia, and I can't speak to your, your mind on this, but you're still your brain looking out, right? Yeah. You, you still think you're not ready for this. So you're looking out at Dexter and mm-hmm. big Rami and whoever is out there. And you're the backstage. You are now, instead of looking at some amateur guy, you're looking at the top 10 in the world, yeah. but you're still that brain. You know what it's like, you know, it's like Ben, it's like uh, remember George St. Pierre fought. Uh, what's his name? The first time. Um, uh, Matt, Matt Hughes. I'm not Hughes. So he fought Matt Hughes the first time and he got his ass kicked. And when he, they, he was asked why he said, I was still looking at him like he was on a pedestal and he was Matt Hughes. Right, right. So the pressure got to him. And then when he went back to fight him the second time, he was like, I was looking at him like in my equal and he yeah. was able, able to get through it. Yeah. So it's a really good point you bring up. Cause I, that's how I felt whenever I was at the Arnold's, I was like, I got to go against fucking Roley. I got to go against Dexter. I got, and it was always this like unsurmountable. Yeah. Hill I had to climb. But the funny thing is like, I posted that video of the flex pro I didn't know those guys were going to be at the Flex Pro, like Dennis Wolf, Dexter, Evan. I didn't know they're going to be there. Yeah. So I showed up at my absolute best because I didn't have any pressure. But when you do the Arnold's, you know those guys are going to be there. Did so it was that? like Did you do the Arnold a couple of weeks later. Yeah, you know what? And it's just, there's another question in here that I kept uh, that we might as well answer now. And somebody says, "Have you ever done a show that you didn't want to do?" And what was the result? And that Arnold in 2011. This is part of the pressure that people don't understand. So I did. The Flex Pro, uh, it was three weeks, I think, before the Arnold, or two weeks before the Arnold. Yeah. And we did really well. And I said to Hani, I got contract negotiations coming up. Maybe we should sit out the Arnold and wait. And because I got my stocks pretty high right now because I just beaten Dennis Wolf. And I'm like, I got like some buzz around me. I'm like, let's just leave it. Yeah. We'll do, we'll get ready for something else. You know what I mean? We'll get ready for another show and qualify for the Olympia. Yeah. And uh, we kind of tossed around the idea and I ended up, he ended up, 
I don't know if he ended up talking me into it or we both just agreed I should do it, but I was kind of doing it reluctantly. Yeah, and I, and if honestly, if you do and if you ever do a show and you're kind of even a slightly reluctantly doing it in your mind, pull out. Yeah. How many 100%. shows now of Luke? Uh, 90% of them. <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? How many shows were? Uh, most shows I, I do them because I'm spiteful to myself. And I've got yeah. something, I get a bee in my bonnet. And even Ben's like, oh, for fuck's sake. I'll do it, mate. I can do it. And he's like, all right. And then I'll get halfway through and I'm dying. And I, he never, te- he'll always, he'll always like support the decision. Mm. I'm already committed by but that. It's like, I always do it just and I, because I've, if I fuck up once, I'm like, I fucked up because I'm so tired and exhausted. So I'm going to carry on to prove everyone wrong and then prove myself that I can do this. And then I get worse and worse. And that's happened, what, four or five times now? So you're saying you've picked shows that you, you didn't really want to do, but you're forcing yourself to do. Yeah, the first one was the Arnold, my pro debut, but that I did want to do it because it was the Arnold, but I didn't want to do a contest prep. Yeah, I know that's, that's what happened with my Arnold. It was like yeah, the first yeah, Arnold. Yeah. And, and I got uh, the invite, but I'm like... And then because of, of that, I, wanted, I then went on to do Vancouver later in that year and I was dead and that show flopped real hard as well. I always would kind of flinch a little when Luke would tell me he was going to do this show followed by this one and this one. Yeah. And like, let's just do the first one. Let's, let's, yeah. yeah that, that, but then obviously with the Arnold, like, with like Australia and the Arnold, you have to do the contract so in advance. Yeah. Looking back, I would have done the Arnold and then gone on to do India. And I likely could have won India because I could have, I would have had the time at home to improve, or I could have just stayed in the states. And one of the one of the things you have traveling, now, it's all, the, it's all the traveling and keep peaking. It doesn't, it fucks me. One of the things you have going for you now because you're a bigger name is you can probably jump into shows late. You can do I that. When, to, you can do that when you have a name, right? I tried it in, Sp- in Spain last year. I tried to do it, didn't I? Was it Portugal? Like I was like a day late, and they were, they were like, nope. Really? Well, that's, that's why I did Tampa. You, you were tossing up between Portugal and Tampa. Though, and I still, and I still, I still said, "Can I do Tampa?" And they were up to Portugal. They were like, "Nope." Oh, okay. I was like, "Well, there you go, Tampa it is." That's really strange because usually a promoter would want somebody like with a bigger name to do the show, and they'll let you get in whenever you want. No, well, no. Yeah. Huh. Um, um, the whole politics of it doesn't really exist as much as maybe we think. It does. It just depends on the show. I mean, maybe that. Or they, prom- or they couldn't give a fuck that it was maybe, me. Maybe that promoter. Maybe that promoter had somebody else that they wanted to win, and they know if you I showed up, you're going to beat them. I think it ended up being that way. Yeah. <laughs> well, didn't didn't Ian go from Portugal? He, tra- he was trying to win that, and then he turned up at Tampa, and you were there, and he's like, oh, for fuck's sake. It was me and Dexter. But he, he looked really good at that show. Yeah. He'd have got second, which he likely would have done if you weren't there. He'd have qualified for the other. Well, we both would have. Yeah. I only need to get top five. <clears throat> yeah, no, but um, competing when you don't want to is not is not advised. That Arnold was a bad one for me. I ended up well, the, the Olympia was a little bit like that because I had shit yeah. going on behind the scenes. Obviously, we depend those about and stuff now. Obviously, you know about, um, and that maybe just be like, ah, I just need to put out focus on kind of that kind of stuff. I've got a lot going on that I need to do, and then because. Again, my contract negotiation was up the very same month as the Olympia. So I had that on my mind. Ah, oh, it was the worst. I've I don't never... think people. I don't think people understand that pressure because you're like, the okay, pressure, the, the pressure of like. Not only is it the biggest show of the year, not only are you is it your biggest competition, but now you have your livelihood on the line too. You're like, okay, if I place last, my contract just went from six figures to five. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, there's just so oh, much riding it on it. It was horrendous. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
but, l- but luckily everything kind of worked out for the best. Though. Your ball, you know, it's funny is your. That's <laughs> funny is you're balling out of control, and you took like fifteenth at the Olympia. Imagine had you done well. <laughs> You've been balling out of the control. You've only been there once, and dead last. <laughs> oh, you were ball- you ball- you're a baller because you you tie with Sean Ray. That's why. I got two wins, and me, and, me and Sean Ray. And I'm balling because I've beaten Kevin Laverne. You beat Kevin Laverne. Some of the greats. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay, let's move on. Um, who do we have here? Fuck, I got so many questions picked out. Okay, Roland Mendiola says you can you can have any body part. Uh, which and who would it be? So it will be complete. I think he's got a. I, there's a little bit of loss in translation here. I think he's saying it's a Frankenstein scenario that we've done about 14 times. Yeah, that's true. Okay, which we should do it again quickly. Let's get Ben's take on this. All right, if you can have any body part from any bodybuilder, who would it be to complete your physique? I need a few. <laughs> Ben's like, I get a, how many bodybuilders I get to pick from? <laughs> uh, I need a back. That's what I need. I have a. Shit. No, but I mean, if you know, I mean, if you could build the perfect body part out of body parts. So, like, oh, I think I think he's asking, like, if you could pick one body part to complete your physique, what would it be? I need lats. Oh, give me, give okay. me some lats. I don't know who who you're gonna go as a all time that would fit. I want Mike Francois's chest. I take filthy arms. Can I have arms? It's two body parts. Can I have both? Well, arms doesn't include shoulders, but it kind of does. What? Because I always find like arms is like if you ever get the arms of like a um, like an action figure, it's from here down. No, it's not. With with bodybuilding, it's from here down. Because if you had like if you had Phil Heath's arms on your, you don't get the shoulder too. It's just the arm. Exactly. So you'd look like fucking Greg Valentino. No, I wouldn't. Because I I got great shoulders. I just put fucking slap those arms on there. uh, It's not Phil Heath's. Sorry. I think my shoulders are pretty good. I don't think it's going to spill heaps. I think we need to. <laughs> I think, there he goes. He's I think, we need, I think we need to pull it up on the screen here. <laughs> uh, right, let's see here. How much better are Phil Heath's shoulders than mine? Just look at a side chest. That answers the question. Millions. This is Photoshop. This doesn't count. Okay. Where, is that a good shot? Is that a good shot for shoulders? I think a side chest is probably the best one for him because it just shows how, or just any shot really. I think this shows the delts pretty good. All right, yeah. let's see what we got here. Fucking hell. Fuck. <laughs> it's your fault, Luke. Smashes you, mate. Smashes you. Okay, wait. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot more front delt. He's got a lot more everything because he's Phil Heath. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Like I wouldn't. If there's anyone in the world you can get compared to, just go. Yeah, that's fine. You can have that. You can have every body part. That's fine. It's Phil Heath. I wonder. Why, <laughs> I wonder why I do this to myself. There's pretty <laughs> much every other Olympia you could argue, maybe like the forearm, or you could say, yeah, but my calves are bigger than Dexter's, or whatever. You with Phil Heath, you're like, yeah, fuck it, have that, mate. You can just yeah enjoy that. Like my waist is better. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, back to the question. It's not from here down yeah, so no, but I'm saying how strange it is that, that that's like, like yeah it would, it would, I guess if you put Phil's arms on my shoulder yeah it would just look weird because the triceps might not insert properly it might, just look, it might be weird see I'll still take it I don't care All right. you, just just love, f- you love a tricep you just love a tricep you're like James James is a bit weird lives has some triceps too what about Rolly Rolly's kind of got that going on no 
Rolly's shoulder. One of the only, I think Rudy's one of the only people in the IFBB that has very similar muscle bellies to Phil. No, but what I was going to say is his shoulders don't necessarily. Oh yeah, they are pretty fucking jacked. That's huge. We talking about? Huh? I, I, no one has gigantic arms and doesn't have a shoulder to match. As that's what I was trying to find out. Yeah, yeah his shoulders definitely match his arms. Did you yeah. see that for Phil in uh, one of his first ever bodybuilding shows? Look at look at his fucking sorry, Ben. Look at the fucking delts here on on Rolly. It's just ridiculous. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ben. No, I was just gonna say uh, that side tricep shot that Phil put up. He put it up like a day or two ago mm-hmm. from his very first bodybuilding show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. M- insane. On on his Instagram. Yeah. It's like tricep nuts. Huh. This this whole program is just going to be me looking at other people's pages. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, this, is, this is free. They had a three hour podcast like four days ago. Fuck them. <laughs> what are we? What? Where is it? On his? It's, you said it's on his, on his Instagram. Where was it? Do you remember? You saw it. Might have been, it might have been Honey's, or it might have been on a story. But I remember seeing it. Oh, okay. He posted a uh, Phil Heath side tricep a couple of days ago. It was this, literally a day or two ago, so it's not. This is nuts, man. Yeah, I but I do always look at Phil Heath, and I've always looked at this and thought he looks like he's got two major pectors, but it's not. They just yeah. knot up that far into the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's is like, a big. It's like the knots come in further than his nipples. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, looks cool though. Um, okay. Uh, Parker XXX says opinion on glucose disposal agents such as berberine. Ben, you want to take this one? Yes, he does. Uh, yeah, berberine's phenomenal clinically. A thousand, I think, I think a thousand milligrams of berberine is uh, nothing compares to insulin, right? Let's let's get that out there. Mm-hmm. Compares to exogenous or even, you know, but berberine clinically, the dosage of it are very good at glucose disposal and maintaining insulin sensitivity. Say, uh, oh, let me ask you this. Sorry, Luke. I just want to ask, what what do you think is better, berberine, uh, glucophage, or like metformin? Really well, metformin will win that battle. Yeah, metformin and glucophage are the same thing. One of them is the, the actual patent name. Like metformin is the actual name of it. But oh, okay, okay, okay. So metformin, metformin or berberine then is the two. Well, they're not really GDAs, are they? Because if like a GD, because I was considered a berberine or a, GDA, a metformin, so you just take daily, and a GDA is a product you take with food specifically. Oh, so berberine's not considered a GDA. No, yeah. anyway, it's, it's an ingredient, but what I mean is, is like you can have berberine just as a supplement in, in the morning or evening because in terms of improving, say, like your, your, your fasting blood glucose, but I think... Yeah. Right. It, it's it, a bet. What about just GDAs in, like... It's like RPG has berberine in it, but it has all the, everything else in it as well. So yeah. he, he's saying, what are your thoughts on actual GDAs, like the ones you can buy? Right, but if that's got berberine in it, all that's doing is serving to increase insulin sensitivity rather than actually taking glucose out of the blood, moving it into the muscle. Okay, let me ask you this question a little bit more specific, and maybe this is along the lines of what he's asking because I have my own supplement company. It's something I've considered. I'm not a big fan of glucose disposal agents. Is it something worth taking? And if it is, I mean, I know you're, you're with Redcon, and I know they have a GDA supplement, but is it something that people need on a regular basis, or is it like a luxury item? I'd say it's a luxury. It's a luxury item, right? I do. I think people that I actually think people that have um, I think fatter people when they're starting a diet should probably invest in something like berberine to start with because I think it's going to get them their insulin sensitivity better quicker than not using it. 
what about people that are relatively lean? Like what if I wanted to start taking like metformin or actually I can't take metformin because it gives me like horrible gas. It will do for like two or three days. Dude, I started trying to take it like two years ago and my wife was like, you're not taking that. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I'm like, this is fucking horrible. It was like the worst thing ever. So anyway, would it, would it be beneficial for somebody that's already relatively lean? I don't think so. I think if you're lean already, your body is insulin sensitive. Really? What about if somebody? But I think, but but you wait a minute. Sorry, Luke. You can't be insulin resistant if you're already like kind of lean. Um, if we're doing like individual cases, that's possible. But for the for the most part, in general, leaner you are, the more insulin insulin sensitive you will be. Yeah. Okay. Like okay. you, you for instance, right now, if you're saying you have some insulin resistance. Your insulin resistance is less than if you were fatter. I see. What you're yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just saying. Okay. I think insulin resistance also needs to be defined too, because some people, like insulin resistance on it, like at its peak, is, I mean, that's medicinal. That's like that yeah, means. yeah. So like you, there's obviously different degrees of insulin resistance, right? Right, because if we're talking faster blood glucose levels and, and that kind of thing as a yeah. rudimentary measure of that, we the numbers that we play around with clinically wouldn't be considered a problem. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, Abby left a question from last week. Luke. Hello. Uh, do you train lower back separately or is it hit enough when you do rack pulls, deadlifts, and stuff like that? Uh, so what my well, the way Ben and I have always trained is as well. Our split is dictated by our lower back's ability to recover because you can't squat, deadlift, RDL day after day. There's got to be some gaps in there. So we used to say we would we wouldn't squat and deadlift in the same week. So we'd like rack pull and squat in the same in the, in the same week. Um, so, but I think you train your lower back just every time you're doing deadlifts or pulls or, or lower or anything. I think that's what she's saying. Anything, any heavy loading. So what it sounds like to her, is like, she doesn't, she has a cast iron lower back. <laughs> no, no, no. I think what she's asking is when you do those movements, is that enough or do you add yeah, things oh, yeah, like, or the, do you add things like hyperextensions and I all think, this other shit? I think hyper, the Ben will know a bit more on this because obviously the thing he's going for. But I think if you're loading your, if you're trying to train your spinal erectors in terms of flexion, yeah, you need to do hyperextensions. But if you're if you want a strong like fixed lower back in terms of that type of strength, doing deadlifts and squats and everything should be enough. Yeah. And you want to add anything, Ben? Or are we good? No. For in terms of bodybuilding, that's yeah. Like, like Luke said, I would always program based on the ability to recover. Because I, I mean, I've got a I've got a hyperextension bench in my garage now mostly for doing hamstrings with but i also wanted to do it because i thought having that locked lower back that's my whole career has just been locked and fixed and loaded yeah i haven't done much spinal flexion yeah so i think doing that's going to actually probably help my back in terms of longevity than just lifting and keeping it static yeah i think people when they are training their lower back they're more training it from the hip yeah Luke said, you're not actually considering spinal flexion. Most people keep locked because you're taught to keep a neutral spine. Mm -hmm. most, most people are hip injury and thinking they're training their lower back, but they're training it statically. They're not actually flexing and extending the spine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I see what you're saying. So, I mean, like, it's, um, I was at the reverse hyper. Joe, um, Joe Rogan's always banging on about it. Louis yep. Simmons. 
They're, we, we've got one in my muscle works now. And I try and use that at least twice a week. Sometimes after cardio, I just give it a blast, like three sets of like barely any weight. And then one whole little batch warms up. I'm like, oh. What's that, what's that, Ben? I said I bought one when I... Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. To help yeah. your back, yeah, yeah. And, and even, I mean, I'm going super light on it. It's just from ability to, to kind of um, just extend through. Okay, so wait a minute. Wait a minute now. So now, but now we're kind of saying two things because now you're saying you do do some extra stuff for lower back. But it's not for lower back development. It's lower back. It's not for lower it's, back development in terms of how it looks or it's more for it, more for just strength and health of it's it. It's not for how it performs and how it um, looks. It's more for actual spine and health. Really. Okay. Okay. And, okay. And mobility. No, I just want to clarify for the per- right because she's asking. Yeah, so. so I think she's asking from a, like a strength perspective. Like if you have a weak lower back and say visually or in terms of it is if it's visually weak. I would just stick to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If it's a weakling in terms of your lift, you might be doing it too often. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. TCAF numero do says, would you bang... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck these names are. That's why I never read, that's why I never read the names out. We, I probably, you know what we should, you should do? Is I you feel like they want a shout out, so I like to read the names. You should have screenshot them all in advance and get them up on the screen. Yeah, if you want to do all the editing, you can do that. I'm not going to fucking sit there and... It takes you do it. It takes seconds to screenshot, and then crop it, then pick it up on the screen. Really, it does. Really, yeah. It's not that simple. You got to fucking screenshot it, crop it, put it um, in fucking iMovie, and then I got to do it for all thirty questions. No, you don't. You just go onto your iPhoto, and when you when you want to ask the question, you just flick it up onto your mirrored screen, and that. And then oh, you, do- you want me to mirror it on the thing on the like on Zoom right now. Yeah, so you, so that, yes, yeah, so yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, basically, okay. yeah. You want me to do that? You want me to go like that? It doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter. No, now I have to because you're gonna be annoying about it. So, oh my god, <laughs> this is one of those things that's been prepped in advance. Well, because I didn't know we we're gonna do this, so now I have to, and I can't. You didn't know we we're gonna do this. It's always your idea, huh? It's always your idea. We it's got, not got, my idea. It's not my idea to fucking. Whole podcast is your idea. <laughs> Don't make my job fucking harder than it is, all right? Your job. We just, we just read the fucking questions. Good enough. Hey, go on. Go. Would you bang Stifler's mom if you yeah. were in the American Pie movies? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's a tough one. Would you bang Stifler's mom? Yes. <laughs> Next. Next. Uh, Daniel Adshed says, I'm aiming to become an open bodybuilder. Is it vital to use off-season cycle? Or is it possible to use training and food to set the base foundation? Required to compete at a high level for someone that isn't massively genetically gifted. I'm going to say that you cannot be an open bodybuilder at a professional level unless you're on shit, especially if you're not genetically gifted. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, yeah. You're looking for shortcuts that are not there, my friend. Um, You you either have to be genetically gifted, and then of course you still then need to use some sort of enhancement in the offseason, whether it be a little bit of test or something or other. It, every so it doesn't matter if you're Phil Heath or anyone. They that's what it takes. Unfortunately, the truth is that's the only reason why I started. Because you I wanted had, to get what? Because you wanted to use gear. No, no, no. I was I was bouncing at the time with a bunch of guys, and they were all on shit. And I was like, oh, those guys are bad. They're on fucking steroids. I like didn't know like that's was normal. Normal. <laughs> well, well, normal. Well, no, a lot of bouncers back in the day were on fucking gear, right? Like, this is, it was kind of normal. So then when I decided to compete, that's when I started. Because I'm like, I can't compete. Like, you can't compete. You just can't. It's not. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. My choice to use was backed by the decision of competing. And I thought that's, right. that's part of it. So to say, can I be an off season bodybuilder? 
oh, but I don't want to use gear and not have good genetics. Can I still do it? No, unfortunately not. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jake MCK43 says, what are your biggest personal best accomplishments in training, such as Luke pressing those massive dumbbells for five reps? What's your best lift, Ben? Uh, probably my squat. The or, one- or, or your most impressive. Like, what's the one that sticks out in your head? That's what you showed with Luke behind me. What was that, seven plates? Yeah, so, yeah, it was 305 kilos, so. So 735 pounds or something like that, 750 pounds. I don't, yeah, pound, I always. It's somewhere, it's somewhere, it's multiplied by 2.2. Oh, no, so, so it'd be, what'd you say, it was 305? 305, yeah. So 305 times 2.2, 671. Yeah, that's probably, I've lifted more for one, but I haven't, for, a set of four that was and i probably had a few more in me but i yeah. i surprised myself so i was like shit i'm racking it back you know you're like i'm gonna, <laughs> stop, I'm gonna stop before i hurt myself <laughs> right. I, I, I only intended to do two and i went did the two and i was like shit i got more so i did two more and i was like fuck that'll do like yeah I'd, yeah never even had it on my back before that yeah the most i had on my back was six please so going up to that was new territory for me so yeah what about you luke um yeah i don't, I don't know anymore probably Eight plates for like three on the deadlift it was pretty cool. Eight plates on the what? Oh, deadlift? deadlift? Three. It was Jesus three. Christ, man. Uh, the 100 kilo dumbbells, I did five, but I could have done like eight. <laughs> I, that was the first time I did them, so I was being extra cautious. The second time I tried to do them, the bench slipped and my pec went, so I won't be doing them ever again. So that's that. I'm annoyed at that. I point. don't even want to say mine because it's like way lower than yours. Both uh, of yours. I, I'm starting to get to the point now. I don't believe that the way I've trained. I don't believe it takes – I don't think I needed to go to the extremes I've done in my lifts to get to where I've gotten in terms of my physique. I don't think it's, I don't think it's always necessary in bodybuilding to go that heavy that often. But, you when, know, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. Like you said before, you were only going as heavy as the reps dictated. Yeah, I know, but I did always – I mean, for a long time, I did, Ben and I chased load. I'm like eight plates for three. My back got better when I stopped doing that. Hmm. In, yeah. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, and I, he certainly built the foundation, but Ben and I just took the piss. 2016, that summer. 2016 and 17, mad, yeah. I think it's normal when you're in your 20s, though, to, to have that, like, ego where you're, like, chasing. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I, I wanted to see where I could go with it, but I think, yeah. I don't think it, it paid back in terms of my physique because I made more progress when I moved away from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to feel like the more I learn about training, the more I just don't know about training. I think I have a couple. I have, like... Uh... I did a five plate bench once, which was, which was big for me. Yep. I did a four plate pause reps for like six on the incline. Yep. That was good for me. And then I think I did, uh, when I did four and a quarter for like 20 reps on a squat, that was impressive. I like, cause I'd never done high volume squats. So just yep. doing, being able to knock out 20 with four and a quarter was like yep. happy for, but it's like, my numbers are not. I've never um, been a, I've never been a strong bodybuilder like you guys. Like I don't. Yeah, so I think, but it hasn't mattered. You haven't needed to be. You're like, no, you, no, I managed without it. But no, and I think James saw a lot of improvement in his physique when he moved to just training. When we started training our muscle and mm. not just lifting heavy. Like we mm. all, our form's always been immaculate. Like we're always focusing on the muscle we're using. Always. Yeah. But when you have an insane amount of weight on there, it's still a lot to do a fuck out of. I think for the likes of Luke, if you take ten percent of that load off mm. able to really focus a little more rather than your, your attention is more on the 
holy shit, this is heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten percent yeah. off. It's still fucking heavy, but you're able to allocate. Yeah, a well, lot. we were saying we were saying earlier before you came on. Like, you know, I've 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 incline pressed four four and a half plates probably like, fifty times. Every time I've done it, my tricep has been sore. Yeah, my chest has as well. But recently, since I've, since the injury, like. I've been incline pressing maybe three plates for sets of like 10 to 12. And my triceps have barely been sore. My chest has been way more sore than ever. And You're focusing more. Fuller. So I'm, I'm starting to think, I don't know. Because I always heard Dante Trudell was like, get somebody who can incline press four plates for 12 and they'll have a massive chest. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, so I think it's... um. Yeah, with, with with bodybuilding training, I'm starting to go back to like, yes, load is super important, but not at the expense of actually training the muscle. Yeah, it's like doing it's like doing uh, side raises, like lateral raises, and, and the heavier you go, the less it is on the shoulder. But I do think if you can't press two plates side, then focus on getting fucking stronger for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, you can, but like somebody, but somebody, what I mean by that is like, if you're getting up to four plates aside for good good reps. You don't need to go four and a half, five, six. That you've you've hit the limit there. Where it's like you've gone to a grammar test. You probably don't need to go to two, three, four. It doesn't it doesn't mean more muscle from that point. It's I think what you're bit. saying is that the risk reward is not worth it from yeah, four, like, from it's, four it's, to it's, five. It's like just because you have three hundred and fifty grams of protein a day, it doesn't mean you need five hundred grams or six hundred grams a day. It doesn't mean Al- that. although, but I did feel better when I went to four or five hundred grams. Yeah, but that but that might be in your sweet spot with, with protein. Whereas like your training, you didn't you don't need to go to seven hundred grams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like with me, like my strength was like I'm one of the 400 grams of protein guys. They say in that sense of the argument, I don't need to go higher. And I think a lot of people, Jay Cutler's the best example of this. He mm. never he stayed in his realm, and he always trained really fucking hard. Yeah, and just did volume with it. Yep, in his muscle. Yeah, yep. I, I don't know. It's like but going back to what Ben said. Ben's a phenomenal squatter. And he thinks his legs would be bigger if he did more bodybuilding stuff. 100. I'm using mechanics. It's, I'm mechanically efficient at it. I'm not. Yeah. It's a difference. There's a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Jay Nobleck says, "Have you ever done any restaurant food challenges? If so, what did you do, and did you smash it?" Ben, any restaurant challenges? I did a four pound. I did a four pound burger once. That's I, did the most. 70, I did a seventy ounce steak. Seventy, like seven zero. That's fucking big, dude. I've only I've done a forty two. Ounce steak, and that was. Yeah, it was seventeen. You had to eat the, you had to eat the <laughs> fries and the and the salad that came with it. Forty-two, forty-two is what? Uh, two and a half pounds. Yeah, that was wrong. Yeah, it's two and a half pounds. What did you? What's seventy? Is what seventy divided by sixteen? I'm sure it's seventy. I'm sure it's seventy. It was in Bournemouth. I'm sure I was with Jordan when I did it. Because I definitely did it. It was that's huge. four. That's four. Almost four and a half pounds. Right. It wasn't, um, yeah, but it, it was, do you know what the weird thing was? It wasn't that big. It was like, when it came out, I was like, oh, it was like big, but not, it was yeah. heavy. It wasn't huge. Because <laughs> it was so easy to eat. It just wasn't, wasn't, it was filling, but it wasn't dead. I've never had the meat sweats like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I have trouble doing restaurant challenges. I start sweating. And when I'm sweating, I'm uncomfortable. I can't fucking ben, eat. Ben and I have just had some disgusting adventures with food. Like, where we put away just, st- like, horrendous amounts in one sitting when are we going to do a food challenge uh, i don't know if that's to be a challenge let's just eat a load of food Why you're gonna do it we, we should all do it i keep well, we, trying to get it one done and nobody will do it well i'll do one when five guys open we'll do the next the five guys challenge. i don't want to do five guys it's no variety let's do something with variety okay what then 
Well, I mean, like if we do McDonald's, there's chicken, there's burgers, there's oh, McDonald's, ice, yeah, I'll do McDonald's. There's ice cream, there's fucking everything, right? Oh, McDonald's, yes. Your, uh, get your daughter to do the McDonald's one. Oh my God, did I tell you, have I told this story before? No. So we pulled up at a service station to get some fuel for the truck. And um, we have talked about her before on here. She, she trains, she's, she's just turned 16. This is a couple of years ago now. She's always trained, she's always been reactive. Great figure, never been a chubby in a day in her life. So I gave her 10 pounds. So go and get yourself some food. I'm going to spend one. And she came back and she gave me 10p. Back. And that was the change because she'd ordered 10 cheeseburgers and just fucking ate all of them in the car. Just sat on the way home, just troughing. Just sat there, sat on Snapchat or whatever she's on. Troughing. All, all 10. All of them on the journey home. What the fuck? Right? She's your daughter, man. She got your appetite. I Because I, like, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I thought some of them were for me. <laughs> just smashed. It's gone. What if she gets fat? She's gonna have problems. Don't let her get no, fat. No, she doesn't. I, 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 that must have been a puberty thing. I'm sure she's basically a woman now. So yeah. you know, she probably like she probably throw him up afterwards. How many guys has she brought? Home? <laughs> uh, I, has she brought any guys home or I, no? I still haven't met her boyfriend. I'm, I'm, I assume she's still with him. Um, but every time I've been there, he's conveniently absent. So I'm not. That's not good. I'm not sure really. What do you do if you show up? He's got like a, a whole bunch of tattoos and shit. Yeah, what if he looks like a prick like me? Yeah, what if he looks like Ben? I mean, I, how old do you think I am that I, I look at somebody and still judge them by the fact they've got tattoos? I'll probably be like... Hey, oh. it's not about age, it's your daughter. It's different I'll than look at, I'll judging. I'll look at him and think, oh, you think you're cool, you little cunt. You're not. No, he is. What if you show up and he's, he's Arab? Don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm just fucking... I mean, he's Arab covered in loads of questionable tattoos. Is <laughs> that say? I'll tell you. I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> All right. Huh? Nothing. Go on. All right. Uh, is having some sweets something off the diet every other day okay if you follow the diet all day in the off season? Yeah, sure. So you think it's okay to eat every as long as you follow your diet? You, whatever you eat on top of that is you okay, right? Something sweet. Something sweet every other yeah, day. Yeah, he said if you have something sweet or something yeah. off the diet every other day. Is it okay yeah. if you follow the diet every day in the off season? I don't see a problem if you're not, if you, as long as you're not, if you're getting very fat and you can't give up the sweet thing, you're gonna have to get something rid of something else. Um, okay. It depends what the sweet thing is. Does it mean a gallon of ice cream or does it mean? A we've covered bar? this. We've covered this before. It's yeah. the fucking eighty twenty rule. You're eating yeah. your diet, and whatever you yeah. want to have on top of that is fine. That's right now. Yeah. Every yeah. day, if I can, if I can fit a little more in, I'll find it. Yeah. yeah. Um, next question is, what do you think of Jim, the Gymshark brand and those type of athletes? And athletes was in quotes. Well, you can't use that because Chris, Chris Bumstead's one of those athletes and he was fucking Mr. Olympia. I think I Chris, well, Chris Bumstead's one of the actual athletes. I think they're referring to the booth bellends. So we like to call them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the ones, the ones that we have to like trough through on the way to get, to get back to the booth of money power. You have to like wade through them. When they're up, part, it's part of the, part of the sport now, man. Not my sport. It's part of the industry. It's not part of the sport. Yeah. Part of the industry. It's part of the industry. Yeah. I had a good question for you. Somebody, somebody the other day said, oh, Fuad's like a hardcore bodybuilder. Fuad's got a real hardcore bodybuilding brand. Why has he not signed any bodybuilders? Um, because I'm looking for the right bodybuilder. Ah, that's exactly what I said. Good. Good. I don't said, what? Because I'm already... Exactly well, I, I wanted Ben, but Ben's already taken. <laughs> no, I honestly, the thing is this. It's not just body. It's not just a hardcore bodybuilding brand. It's just a fucking work hard brand. So like the guys I have work hard. They're a lot of. They're new. They're up and coming. It's cool. Yeah. 
I do want to sign bodybuilders, but there's a couple things. There's not a lot of bodybuilders like me and you, Luke. And I don't this mean is, that. Well, no, this, is, this, is good. this is why this is why I want to hear it from the horse's mouth, because this is good for people to hear. This is, and I know when I say me and you, I don't mean like, I'm not talking about physiques. I mean like, we do a lot of fucking social media stuff. We do a lot of videos. We do a lot of extra shit other than just training in the gym. Yep. Even, and I, and I'm, people say like, oh, well, you're not competing as much anymore. That's why. I did it before too. I am. I, no, no, for me. Like I've been doing yeah, this yeah, stuff yeah. since I was 25. So, and Luke's doing it now. So we've both always done this kind of thing. And honestly, most bodybuilders, when I look at their pages and I want to sponsor them, they don't, they don't comment back to their fans. They don't have a YouTube channel. They don't, they're not doing anything except training. And I'm like, it's a different world, man. I don't, I don't want to sign somebody who's just like, is worried about getting on stage only. Yep. So, I mean, so you're basically giving a, p- a good piece of advice. If you want to get a contract, you've got to fucking earn it. Yeah, you got to do the extra shit. It's not, it's not 1995 or, or 2000 even anymore. It's like, thing is like, look at this. If you own a business, like and Ben and I have in this position, you need a, when you sign somebody to your business, your company to represent you, mm-hmm. you, are, you want a return on that investment. So the more you have to offer a company, the more you'll get, the more you'll be worth. But the less you have, the less you're going to get. And for a lot of these bodybuilders, they're like, well, I don't want just free protein. It's like, well, and that's why they're not working because that's all they're being offered. But there is, there is a, but there is a yeah, way. Yeah, but wait, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. When you say that, when someone says, I don't want just free protein, yeah. that's where I fucking started. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know. But a lot of people like, don't want it. What do you want? Of, what do you want? You want a fucking contract? You know, you don't have I any know, fucking. Lot, exactly. But a lot of people, if they're already turned pro and they, that's all they're getting offered, they'll turn it down a lot of these guys. And they, yeah, and but, think, but oh, number one, okay, but there's a couple things. And, and this is not a knock on anybody at all. So if anybody no, gets offended, if anybody gets offended, I apologize. But having a pro card now is not as as lucrative as it was 15 years ago. No, exactly. Which is what we're trying to say. We're trying to say there is, if you want to be valuable, just because you look good and have a, have a phenomenal physique, it, that's not enough anymore. But you have it with it. Everyone has the means to put themselves out there to be valuable. No, no. I think this is I think I'm, I'm sorry. I just want to, I just want to kind of finish what I was trying to say. So like, if you look at back at from 1990 to like 2010, maybe, maybe yeah. no, before the recession. So say 2007, 2006, yeah. if you got a pro card and it was also harder to get pro cards back then, if you got a pro card, you're almost automatically given a $2,000 a month contract. It was kind of the, just the way things were. Like if you had, like, if you had obviously any potential, they were going to be like, okay, here's like my first contract after turning pro was two grand. But before that I had worked for four or five years for $0. I was with a company. They were giving me protein powder and fucking t-shirts. And that was it. I didn't have a code, didn't have commissions, didn't have fucking anything. And, um, but when you turned pro, because it was hard to turn pro and because it meant more there, I got signed to muscle tech. They gave me, they gave me a check every month. Now it's not as hard to turn pro. So if you, if you message me and you're like, I'm a pro bodybuilder, I expect a salary. It's not enough. But that's why I'm going back to what I'm saying. If you own a, if you own a business and you wanted to sign somebody, what would you look for in somebody? And, and if you're not that, then don't expect it. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, it's really hard because I wish it was like back in the day when I was like, okay, if you got a pro card, here's a check I can give you, but it's not, there's so much more to the business now that, you have to have all these other things. All of them open door, open all of them open up doorways to other places now where they never used to. 
And that's a, and that's a sad thing. I don't think guys look at it. I don't think guys see that. I don't, I don't think they see that when you do this podcast or we start this podcast and a quarter million people are listening or watching a month, it's going to lead to other things. It's going to lead to other contracts and lead to other guest posings. Like they don't, things when we were talking earlier about Luke before the Olympia and your negotiation program. And he, he's saying this now and he knows it's true. And at the time he couldn't, he couldn't disassociate the performance on stage. That was his, what he thought was going to get him. And I, I think he now realizes that actually it, the stage is just that part. It's a piece. It's a piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. What he brings to Redcon one, and it's what Aaron was trying to get through to him. He put the pressure on himself. He thought he had to place in the top six for the Olympia. Aaron didn't really care too much about where he placed. It's yeah. like, how many eyes are you bringing to the brand? And that's not just you in your pants on stage. That's everything else that you're saying. And yeah, that's... So when people say to me, oh, why'd you sign these three guys? Because I got three guys signed right now. First of all, one of them's a very, very good friend. And he's not signed to... Like, I shook his hand. I'm like, dude, just help me out. Do some photo shoots. Yeah. The other kid's a young kid who could have very good potential but he's just i'm like you know what this kid's got nothing going on right now i just want to see what i can grow him into and the third kid i just signed it's got a great fucking physique but he's on top of shit all the time like he's constantly constantly posting he's constantly doing stories constantly like doing videos this is why i ask you because i get this question all the fucking time yeah oh you're so good with social media how do i do it i have no idea because i'm not good at it i'm just winging it right every day i'm winging it so it's coming from yourself well, you saw me. Yourself, who's, you, you, own, you are, you've been in the position I'm in, yeah. and now you're also on the other end. So it's good to hear your perspective on yeah. things. I think it might help a lot of guys out. Well, the, thing, the funny thing is when you say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Dude, we just tried to do a, a mirroring on my phone and I couldn't do it. <laughs> so it's like, it's proof. It's when, proof. I started, when I started the podcast in last June, I got the best advice ever from, uh, so I, I got the inspiration from obviously watching Joe Rogan's podcast, but a friend of mine, Jordan Shallows, who a lot of you probably know, he's like a really uh, well-known chiropractor. Uh, he's also a powerlifter sponsored by Animal, whatever. He yeah. says to me one day, because he has his own podcast, he said, just start. I go, what the fuck does that mean? He goes, just go buy a fucking camera and buy a microphone and just start. I go, what am I going to start? He goes, just talk. He goes, just turn the fucking camera on and talk. And I'm like, okay. And that's how I started. And that's why when you go back to episode one, there's no backdrop. There's no like microphone fucking thing. There's no, like it was a shittier camera, but that's the thing. Guys, guys just get scared and they don't want to start anything. They're like, if it's not, they think if it's not like the best of the best it's better just to do nothing. Yeah. I've been, I've been very much like that. And I am like that with some things, but, but it's not the case. All right, all right. Yeah, you're right. Because I'm, you can, because you can develop into where you're going to end up. Like you have to, it's just practice. Like you have to keep doing it so it gets better. Yeah, I'm Well, I'm doing it myself because I was trying to figure out how to increase my exposure and my brand. And like those little IGTVs now, I do two a week. That's right. Everyone is fucking winging it. So you have to wing it consistently. Yep. Yep. You yep. have to plug in away. Fake it until you make it, people. As, as cheesy as cheesy as that is, it's relatively true. Yes. Okay, so. Luke and Fuad, what are your ultimate pet peeves, both in the gym and out? Ben, why don't you go first since you're a guest? Uh, if you can think of one, or we'll come it, back to you. In the gym, because pet peeves out of the gym, we've only we're going to be like all night. <laughs> <laughs> What's your biggest pet peeve out of the gym? So I don't know. My pet peeve in the gym is knee wraps. And really, I wear knee wraps. No, I know, but it's 
like Luke, I know Luke's using knee reps now, and he's using them what I think correctly. Okay. Right? I'm using them because I'm fucked. <laughs> right. It's like relying on a knee wrap to chase our weight and then brag about you squatting three plates. I don't know. It's just, and the guys wearing the sleeves around their ankles on their shins, and they're the things. But they're lifting like. There are things I get a bit. Of. When when you get someone like okay, James, time out, time out, time out. When you got someone like James has eight plates, like you, you can't be like, ah, oh, he's got knee wraps. It's easy. <laughs> well, he's probably getting an extra plate or two. But like, with three plates with knee wraps on a lot for a lot of people. When you're a powerlifting, like you're trying to hit a PB, you know, you don't need the knee wraps. Okay, I just need to. I, I want to say something because I use knee wraps differently than Luke does. So let's say my knees are not at the healthiest, right? If I squat three plates, it's pretty easy. I can kind of feel my knees a little bit, but it's easy, right? Yeah. If I want to squat four plates, I'm putting my knee wraps on. Yeah. But it's not because I can't squat four plates. I just feel safer safer with them on. And I can probably, because I feel safer, I can knock out a lot more reps yeah, and not worry about you're, 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 Which is exactly as about to That's the correct way. You're not going, I can't do three plates. But if I put three plates on, I can. No, but if I put my knee wraps on, I can. Okay, that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. Some okay okay the way that they when they walk out they're trembling and you're like this is a bad idea all over uh, i see what you're saying or when somebody's got it on the leg press and, they, and they're barely budging it they shouldn't have they have no business under that weight because they got but they got knee wraps on yeah. it's the misuse of knee wraps. the misuse of knee wraps you know what i hate with knee, my pet peeve with knee wraps is when someone puts them on and they just start walking around the gym <laughs> yeah. and they're like they're not ta- they're not taking them off in between sets i'm like what the fuck is the point you got them on so loose yeah. it's not even like it's not doing anything um, what about you? What about you, Luke? Any pet peeves in or out of the gym? Got three main ones. Oh, three. he's got three. He's got three. <laughs> uh, shadow boxing in the gym. Fuck yep. off. Fuck <laughs> off. Uh, next time I see it, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go to a dojo and start posing in front of. All the right. <laughs> Fuck off with that. I think we learned that about you in episode like four. I think uh, we talked about this. No, because like, Ben loves it when someone shadow box. So just I'll get. I'll hear a good one. I'll get. A, I'll get a poke, and then. Yeah. It'll be, and then just something shadow box and they just wind me up. Well, especially in, in a prep, because you don't know with Luke whether he's just going to go, oh, or he's just going to shout out really loud, fuck off. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> but then, um, training with that, with training with your top off in groups. Holy fuck, I've never even seen that. I would lose oh, my shit. That's my head in. It's a new thing when you see like three guys and they'll be training together with their tops off. No way. Each other and basically just sucking each other off in between sets. Kill yourselves. Like, oh, yeah. luckily, luckily, the owner of Muscle Works put a big stop to that. Quite, quite. He was like, "That's fuck, a good gym owner. That's a good gym owner." Yeah, he's not that kind of fucking gym boys. Yeah, and um, asking to change the music. No. <laughs> <laughs> like in, and like, these are just rules for my gym. So when I when I own a gym, it won't be metal all the time. I promise. But if metal is playing, if you don't like it, just put either put tampons in your ears or just fuck off. Just because okay. I don't like the 99% of the music they play now, Jim. I just put my headphones on. Simple. Mine is newer. It's probably come more, become more popular in the last year or two, but it's all these assholes in the gym that are just creating new exercises out of old machines. That's in there, but it's not in my top. It it's drives not. me absolutely fucking batshit. Like it's I saw. Fun. It's funny, though. It's not, though. It's not. Especially. The worst, it's even a bigger pet peeve when the guy looks like dog shit. They always do. They always they never look good. They never you look never good. never see anyone with muscle doing something that No. <laughs> <laughs> on that horizontal leg press. You know the hammer horizontal pendulum? Yeah. Thing? 
doing a tricep press on it. Well, yeah, I mean, thanks to, I think, Guy Sistanino, I see everyone doing rows of them now. I've seen uh, a guy sitting on the, uh, his had his knees on the leg press, like where your back goes, and he's doing shoulder press with the slot, with the sled. Oh, just. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I'm talking about. Shit like that. It's yeah. like it's. Unless he's now in the Corona lockdown and it's a garage gym and he's just trying. No, to- no, this is in a full fucking gym with all the equipment. So, <laughs> it's. I mean, I mean, we we've seen some pretty bad ones. Those just drive me crazy, man. I'm like, you know, you're not gonna reinvent the fucking wheel. You look like shit. If you look like shit, just do the basics. If you've already exhausted the basics and you look awesome. Well, I always say this. You always see some guys in there that like. Yeah, they're probably on gear, but a lot of them aren't. They just go in there with their gloves on. <laughs> And they just put three plates on the bar, and they That's just another one. It, and they just keep fucking going. They're always every time bigger than the little knobheads doing the what the fuck is that exercise yeah. every time yeah. without fail. I but think the, I think it started because on Instagram some of the pros started doing like different exercises yeah. and yeah, kind of making stuff up. Not one of them. Yeah, I've done a few, but. Yeah. I was just going to say, if you've already built a physique and done all the basics and you're like looking for newer shit, it's different than if you look like ass and you fucking look like you never lifted a weight. If you fucking look like you never lifted a weight, do the really, basics first. You're absolutely right. Because if I saw somebody like Big Rami doing some weird quad movement. You would do it. <laughs> do you remember when Kai Green started doing those? Um, Jefferson, squat, Jefferson oh, squats. Jefferson squats. Oh, <laughs> I tried those. I'm like, this has hit my nuts every time. What the fuck is this? Yeah. This is just like conking yourself in the bowl. You have the long arm, the orangutan arm track. <laughs> it's just rubbish. But we saw, I think Scott Stevenson put up a post, didn't he? Like, you know, in the Smith, the pressing on a Smith. And, we, and then everyone in the gym started doing it. Yeah. Everyone's doing it. Well, Scott Stevenson is making up some phenomenal. Uh, him and John Meadows with the bands and the trees. With and the stuff. bands and the, yeah. Great. I kind of feel they both have access to a gym though, and they're just trolling people. No, John. John doesn't. John doesn't. I asked him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw John stand there the other day. It looked like he was ripping the tree out of the ground. I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. So, following from the last episode, how many? This is actually a pretty good question. I don't know if we can answer, but following from the last episode, how many years off your life would you be willing to sacrifice for your careers? That's a horrendous question. I don't, it's I not a horrendous. Talk. It's actually like a deep question if you think about it. Because the last it's episode we talked, it's a horrendous question because it's horrendous to have to answer it. Well, we're not. We don't have to answer it. But all I'm saying is the last episode, Ben. If if you didn't listen, which you probably didn't because it was three hours long, but <clears throat> we talked about um. Somebody said something about if you already know there's risks involved, why are you doing it? Blah blah blah. And we're like, because we love it. Fuck off. Whatever. And so, <laughs> um. So this guy's basically following it up with, okay, if you're do, willing to do it, how much are you willing to sacrifice? Well, it depends what, what age you were going to die at before. You See, I think I'd probably die at like 80 normally. So right. now I think I'll probably die at like 48. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, I, I think if you could take off, if you were taking five or 10 years off your life, but that meant you lived the life you wanted to leave, uh, live. I don't think that's too bad a, a trade. I can I agree with that. So if somebody said to you tomorrow, Luke, you're going to be Mr. Mr. That's what I'm doing or what I'm prepared to do. Okay, but fine. Not you personally, but if somebody gave the scenario that you're going to be Mr. Olympia, but you're probably going to die at 70 instead of 80. I would, I would probably take that in terms of um, living. I, I don't, I don't know. Cause it, 
it's a it's a difficult one because you, a lot of people it's all about their family life in their old age you know you don't know mm. do you I also time, don't want to. I... But the thing is, this is why this is a bit of a conundrum, really, because time is irreplaceable, but so is experience and memories. And the experience and memories you want, like that we're doing it with our bodies and with our lifestyles and what we want with our lives, could be taking that time away. But if I was guaranteed to have that time, and I use the time I have now to be doing this and doing what I want, so it's like it's all about. Time is important, but I think it's more important what I mean, you're, it's, doing, it's important. you're doing with that time. Yeah, it's not exactly. It's not just important to have it. It's important yeah. what you do with it. So yeah, yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. It's really, I'd have to have a, I think. What's that, Ben? I mean, if you got to 70 and they said, right, would you give that Olympia back now to have the next 10 years? You'd, you'd probably give it exactly. No, everybody would give it back because then you have 10 more years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, it's weird because if you said that out loud, people would be like, you're fucking, you're really vain. Like, you'd give up 10 years of your life. But no, but it's not, but it's not, it's not giving up 10 years of my life to be Mr. Olympia. It's, it's doing 10 years of life. Ten, it doesn't matter what it is. It's even about 10 years of my life to, to achieve. To live it the way you want to live it. To, to live and actually get and actually achieve what I've worked for it's completely. And, the experience, and having all the experiences and the life that comes with that. And, it's, and you go down in history. One sec, Ben. I don't know. What, I think it's, what's, that, what, what, what's that, Ben? I said Luke already spent the last 10, 12 years trying to get to the Olympia. Yeah. If you equate it that way. Yeah. I'm 40. He's going to say, well, I've already given 20 years. To not get the Olympia. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Are you worried at all that a lot of bodybuilders are dropping off like real early? Mm-hmm. Who? Well, I just think of like a lot, a lot of bodybuilders in the last ten years that have died like in their, you know, before fifty. There's not a lot, is there? I think there's no more than there is in. No, I'm not saying it's more than other sports. I just worry. I'm like, I wonder if it's... I, I don't know. There's definitely probably there's more than likely a correlation. But I think luckily these days, there's so many products around and there's so much information about how to be safer, how to like supplements in terms of organ health and organ sport. There weren't none of that information or even the products were around even five years ago, let alone now. Mm. So I think... But don't you think... I think, so I think had they had a lot of this access to better information in terms of coming off, clearing out organ health, kidney health, high blood pressure, kills PU and heart health and all these other things, they might have had no issues. Let me ask you this. Do you think just being heavy is a bad thing in itself? Only if it's causing stress in certain areas, which they more than likely are, because I've been 307 pounds and my blood pressure has been absolutely fine. And I've, and I've been but you think, do you think that... So I'm, so I'm, but I'm, I've also been slightly lighter and my blood pressure has been higher and I would say that's more harmful so it, it depends how you're carrying that weight and the effect it's having on, on your body so you think you can be you can be 300 pounds and still be healthy because I don't know if that's true no I don't think that I don't think you can be healthy healthy but I don't think you'd be healthier I think you can be 300 pounds and not be unhealthy I don't know if I agree with that only because I know what it takes to get to 300 pounds and I don't think the body is meant to mulch through 6,000 fucking calories a day. No, I know. And, of course, uh, no, you know no, what I mean? Like all the things that we have to do to get yeah, to 300 pounds I mean, are you, extreme stressors on the body. Yeah, but I'm saying if your blood pressure is in range, like a lot of your cholesterol and things like that are in range, certain health markers are okay, you're not, you're not taking the piss of drugs. and Yeah, yeah, you're going to be healthier, I, I, of course. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, should, yeah, yeah. In that respect, I think you can have a, a relatively okay blood panel. And then on paper, that means you are not unhealthy. Do you think, sorry, go ahead, Ben. 
I was going to say, I think the road to 300 pounds is unhealthier than maintaining 300 pounds. Yeah. I'd, I think the opposite. I think, I, more, I think more staying there for a long time is the killer, not getting That's there. what I think too. I think being that heavy and just <clears> making, <throat> your, making your heart work to provide blood and oxygen to your body at that weight is why, is why guys yeah. are dying early. It's not necessarily... But it's like, like for you, like for me now in the off season, from from like, I from this point forward, I don't think I'm going to push my weight up anymore. I'm yeah. just going to eat my meals, do my training, whatever my weight is. Where that's just where it comfortably is. Okay, wait. Let me let me rephrase it. So forget the 300 pounds because that's off season weight. Let's yeah, talk no, about. But say that's that's again a health thing. No, no, no. But this is but I but that's what I'm saying. I think this is the health part is mm-hmm. having 250 or 60 pounds of lean body mass is way worse than having 250 pounds of fat because your heart's working 10 times harder to provide blood and oxygen to that 250 pounds of lean body mass. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what your off season weight gets to. I don't care if you stay at 275 or 300, it doesn't matter. Your lean body mass on stage is 260. Yeah. So that's the part that's causing your body to stress. Yeah, but you, but one of the factors you brought with shoveling all that food in as being unhealthy, I don't have to do that if I'm not trying to chase 300 pounds. Not as much anymore. You're right. You've built a base. Exactly. So. I, can eat when I'm, I can eat where I'm hungry and I can still maintain weight. Sorry, sorry. go ahead, Ben. That's what my point was in terms of... Can you, ben, can you speak up a bit just so people are going to complain? Just sorry. Yeah, no, my point was I think the road to an off-season weight, as in the first time you got to 300 pounds versus now you can get to 300 pounds comfortably without yeah. the piss. That's what I meant by, I think when you're trying to push into new territory, that's the bit where I flinch and go, fuck, this is, you know, yeah. 290 right now. If I try to get 300, I'm going to have to take some risks. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'm going to have to force some things. I, I think don't. there's some genetic factors involved as well. Like some people can just be heavy and big and, and they're just, they're kind of, their body just is cool with that. and doesn't have to struggle. And then other people yeah. just are horrible. Even like I'm not, them. I'm not trying to be negative at all. I'm just trying to be open no, I'm I'm, because I'm I think sorry. a lot of bodybuilders put their fucking head in the sand and they're like, they, they either think it's just because of steroids or they think it's not a big deal or they think whatever. And I'm just trying to explain that I, I actually don't think steroids when used properly are un- are unhealthy i think it's more the size that we get to that makes it unhealthy yeah and it's also carrying that for a long long period of time or trying yeah. to look awesome in the off season who fucking cares yeah. if you want to be a little bit smaller and softer but you're still strong cool yeah like it's fine it's um i don't know i just i mean i've always said my philosophy is take the piss out of the training nothing else use that yeah. as that's what's going to give you what you want um and i think it's just very fortunate that these days there's so many companies out there like we've got supplement needs in the uk all Dr. Dean's products are fucking unreal. Yeah. Like they can have saved a lot of lives, I'm sure. Like just that, and they're not just the products themselves, but the information and how to deal with a lot of these things. Is there any way to be our size and be as healthy as a normal person's size? No. No. But what is health? what is healthy? Well, you know what I mean. Like if yeah. I know, I know normal. <laughs> I know normal size people can be unhealthy. Like when I'm like two eighty, two ninety, I can still run around, play with my son. I can still have a laugh. I can still do more. I can still do most things on like a trampoline. I'm sc- I'm only scared of my joints and things tearing and snapping. Mm. <laughs> so I'm scared of. But physically, I feel fine. I think the, the the more kind of relevant question is: Would you be healthier, hundred pounds lighter? Not, yes. com- not not compared to another person. Forget that. Right. Me at 290 versus me at 210. I'm yeah. healthier at 210, 220 than yeah. I would at 290. Yeah, but, but how are you going to look at 210 or 220? That's the problem. 
<laughs> so again, it's that risk reward. It's not worth it. Worth it. <laughs> I've been thinking about downsizing and I'm like, I don't want to get any smaller than I already am. I've already I was, lost. I was like Jason Hart. He got down to like 230. I had like still doing his front double, still look crazy. Yeah. He still looked good. And he just wasn't big, big, but he still had a great physique on him. But now, he's, but now he's even smaller though. He's like downsizing. Because he literally couldn't give a fuck anymore. He didn't get rid yeah. of the beard. Yeah. Didn't um, Bukowski really struggle to get some weight off? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I know. I know. He he. That's when he won the show. When he won finally is when he downsized. And well, he like I mean, he tired. He was trying to get his weight. His body yeah, he weight. Did, yeah, he was like he was still like staying like two seventy for like a year. Didn't use any gear. Didn't train. Did nothing for like a year. Just hovered at a heavy body weight. I, I, it's actually pretty amazing because like when I stopped training after my tricep tear and I was off most all the gear. I was still stuck around 270, 265, 275. Yeah. I was in that range. I couldn't get, like, I think when I actually want to quit and get down to, like, 230 or 240, I'm going to have to, like, run it off. Yeah. 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 Um, what are some of the bodybuilding side effects that you two have experienced from drugs, family, and friends? And if you could go back 15 years and tell your former self three things that you would, what would it be? Ben, good. <laughs> I don't know whether it's just the steroid thing. I think it's competitive bodybuilding has made me or made me a lot more selfish and destroyed a few. So it took away some, especially my family, you know, past relationships, whatever, but family time, I can't get that back, which I would skip out on things. And they're the things that, and again, that's not a steroid thing. It's more of a, do you regret that? Do you regret that though? Uh, I have a weird mental philosophy. You can't regret anything because at the time it was the decision you, cho- you chose to make. And if you, re- as long as you realize it, you don't regret it, right? You just have a, you only regret it if you don't do anything to amend it moving forwards, mm. right? I can't, so, change, I can't change it from back then, but I can move forward with it now. Um, I miss out on family stuff, but I don't regret anything because I, I did it for a reason and my reason panned out the way I wanted to. You know what I mean? So I don't, I feel like it was the right decision because it worked for what I wanted. But if it had cost you your marriage or your family life, it wouldn't, it, it, it wouldn't have though, because it didn't. And if it had done though, say you'd gone and done you and your wife had just gone, you know what? If you choose to carry on competing, it's not a life I thought I want. Would you then? Depending on where I was in my, my career, if it was early on in our relationship, I'd have been like, this ain't going to work. Sorry. But if it was like, well, what are you laughing at? I totally get it. That's why it's funny. No, I've done it. I've been like, you know, I mean, before her, there was girls and they're like, I don't like this. We can't go out. We can't do this. And I'm like, sorry, see you later. Like, I can't fucking deal with that. So, but had she said that to me after like four, five, six years, I might have been like, okay, maybe we can work through it a different way. You know what I mean? I think there are a lot of guys out there that have the same attitude as that but they had nowhere near your career or potential. And I think that's the shame. Yeah. yeah but that's what, I, but that's what I mean. I don't regret my decision because it panned out for me the way I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's an yeah. incredible number of guys that it hasn't worked for. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, what about you, Luke? Anything? Um, I think it's a lot more, I mean, I've, I've made some terrible errors on the way that I've been, not responsible, like it's in bodybuilding, it's been responsible, but it, it certainly has been a factor. 
I wouldn't regret anything because of the position I'm in. That's not true. There's a lot I do regret, but it's not. Can you about. name anything, or are you going to just speak in vague no, terms? No, I think it's. But I think it's. I think a lot of it's just that he's being learning how to have empathy with other people. Learning what does that, that mean? What does that mean? Learning how to like know that like people are going through shit as well. Like people, people are people. It's like. Hey, wait a minute. You're speaking very vaguely. So yeah, I know, but you're, because you keep butting in. <laughs> Because I want to know what you're talking about. Yeah, because well, I haven't got to it, have I? So right. it's, when I say empathy, like right. you need to start, like, if somebody's, don't just snap at somebody because you're pissed off. Like, understand that they, the other people are need to be treated nicely all the time, no matter how I'm feeling. And that's something I've let get to me. Like, I'd be snappy with people because I'm on prep. But that's something I needed to learn that other people don't give a shit and they have their lives. They might be going through shit as well. So for me to snap at a stranger or something I don't know, or like somebody asks me a question just because they want the answer because they don't know it, and I'm, I make them feel stupid which is i've done just be snappy that's the shit that i i've learned from i don't any i would ne- that's what i try and stay away from now but that's what at the time I've, there's so many times i've kind of actually done that and it's always been to people that are important to me that i wish i'd never done and wouldn't hadn't done but that's but luckily it's allowed me to learn from it and move on from that so you wish you were nicer yeah but it's not just nice it's how you treat people in general i know i get it yeah. it's not just being nice it's being being uh being present with people <laughs> just things like that ben and i think you turned your mic i think you turned your microphone off oh you did on purpose um, <laughs> <laughs> so like, um the train right by the house and it was, goes past in it yeah. oh okay um yeah, it's, just, you know, it's like having having empathy for knowing that other people might be going through shit as well and you're going through a diet and some people you might be speaking to their dad might have just died or something you don't know about um so just just that's to try and bear that in mind at all times, not just because of body, but just in life in general, and try and see things from other perspectives. I will say, and something, go just to go back to the question specifically, yeah. steroids and cycles, and I am a much more tolerant, nicer, happier person. When I run, when I was running my TRT, I, I was doing two fifty every twelfth day. I was so content in life like there. And my tolerance, my, I was just an easier, nicer person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, was yeah. always, I was always of the thought that nice stories don't change me. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where it comes from being mindful that it can. Yeah. 100%. I always tell people that all the stuff we do for bodybuilding is shit for you outside of that one hour in the gym. Mm. Like it feels horrible. It feels horrible eating 6,000 calories. It feels shitty taking a ton of gear. Taking a ton of gear. All that stuff feels like shit. It only feels good. Like I would way rather not be on gear. Like when I'm not in the gym, it's just that one hour in the gym that I'm like happy that I'm on. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Like, because I get, I'm like Ben, like, like he just said, like I get fucking edgy, cranky, whatever you want to call it, moody. But when I'm off, I'm like, people are I mean, like, how many times have somebody told you like at the end of a prep that they, they describe your behavior and what you were like? And you're like, was I really like that? Fuck. I already know I'm like that. Like I, I, know, I have, I'm very self-aware. I've been, I've been in points where I wasn't even aware. I've yeah. been told afterwards, and I've been like, "Fuck!" So yeah. I have, I have to like check myself basically. Yeah. At all times now. Yeah. It's like almost, almost like I have to pretend to like everyone. <laughs> you know, actually, he says, "Can if you could go back and tell yourself three things from 15 years ago." There is one thing I would tell, and hopefully, somebody young coming up will hear me. I acted like an entitled little prick when I was fucking, when I turned pro, no, I, I thought, I thought everybody was like supposed to be my little bitch. 
And I was like, where's my line at the expo? Where's my fucking, not, not like a total diva, but I was a dick. Like I wouldn't respond to messages when people sent me messages. I, I just expected there to be fans. I didn't know that I was nobody until I got my ass kicked at a couple shows. And I'm like, oh, so I'm just like everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I know I don't know what you mean because I've never been like that. I've you've never, never been a prick to anybody. Nope. No, no, not on. Well, maybe not by accident, but like I've That's never, fine. I've never been an expert. Be like, where's my line? It's only like, why the fuck have I got a line? <laughs> That's normally like uh, that's normally my way of looking at it. When I grew up a little bit, that's how I felt. When I grew up I, a little, when I grew up a little bit, I would look and go, "Why the fuck do I have a line here?" I like, still, think that, I think that more and more every day. I know and, that, but that comes with maturity, right? So, no, let me know why. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why do people care? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's how I feel now too. But that came with maturity, like because when I was young, I thought it would just, ha- I thought it was just supposed to be that way. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's, well, it's funny when I thought it was supposed to be that way, there was no line. And then when I started to feel like I didn't deserve a line, then I started to get a line. It's like it really fucked up the way life works like that. Yeah. And then, uh, so I guess what I'm saying is if anybody's coming up and they feel entitled, they should fucking check themselves because they're going to realize one day that they're not anybody special. Yeah, and also realize that even when you are in a good position and you're doing very well, you're still not entitled. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I, that's kind of my, my whole point. Is like, no, you always have to understand. Stay in, you kind of stay in your lane, really. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to imply that uh, if I was important that I wouldn't have changed. I was saying, like, I shouldn't have been a little dick when I was younger. <coughs> yeah. And I should, just, have, fuck, I should you have known just, better. You just saved it all up to now. <laughs> <laughs> I got it all out of my system in my 20s. And no, I grew. You didn't. no, you didn't. Yes, I did. 100% did. 100%. Was, how much more of a dick were you then? Oh, Jeez. my God. You have no idea. When I was, yeah. A lot of it came from insecurity, though. I think a that's, lot of the, it, that's the funny I think, thing is I think, a lot, I think a lot of times like we've discussed this before mm. like Ben and I so people have just disliked us because we're quite shy and yeah. big and people just think you're you're a prick no no but this is a different this is a different thing so yeah, what you're yeah. what you're what you're talking about is just being shy and insecure and no yeah and I, I'm talking you're pretty quite standoffish right yeah yeah but what I'm talking about is when you're actually outwardly projecting something different because of the way you feel inside oh yeah that's very common so yeah. I was projecting myself as this cocky fucking dick but it's more because I was shy and insecure. And as I grew up and got more secure, the fucking cocky dickhead shit went away because I didn't have to do it. You know what I mean? It got less. It didn't go away. (laughs) (laughs) It came down a couple of notches. I'm extremely, I'm extremely pleasant to be around now, Luke, please. (laughs) Where's your wife? My wife loves me very much. And she puts up with her. Where is she? She's been, she's been through hell. She went through the growth. She'll tell you herself when we, cause it's been 13 years. Eh? She's like, you, you're not the same person you were when you were 30. You're like a completely fucking different person. Yeah, you're getting so, older, wiser. That's right. Well, and, I, would, I would, I would, I would hope to God. I like, we're all better people now than we were a few years ago. But that doesn't happen to everybody. Some people because, are like, I mean, like Ben at 21 versus Ben now. I think Ben can't cause he's got a bad back, but I bet he'd love to batter that 21 year old Ben. I would try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess, you know what I was trying to say is, you know, when you're uh, the 26 me that was faking being cocky and arrogant because I was trying to hide something. Mm-hmm. I think there's guys that aren't trying to hide something. They're just like that. Those guys don't grow out of that. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. They just stay that way. Well, right? somebody said like, you know, we were talking about being an imposter syndrome. And we always felt like yeah. we've convinced people with nice guys. Yeah. Somebody said to me the other day was like, well, that does mean you're, you're good. It does mean you're, you're successful because good people don't care about being bad. Bad people don't care about being bad or 
fucking people over. They That's just true. are. So if you worry about it, it means you're a good person. I was like, yeah, it could be I was true. Like, Thank you very much. I'll take that. <laughs> take it. <laughs> Whether you're right or wrong, it sounds good. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I'll, I'll cherry pick that. Good. All right. Uh, how did you feel when you stepped on the scales for the first time and saw that you were 300 pounds? It was a joyous day for me, man. Yeah. I remember that shit. Cause I remember you like, two, were you like 297 and fucking for fucking I was, I was in the two nineties forever. I think I was like 25. I can't remember how old I was, 25 or something like that. And I kept hitting 300 at night. And my friends would be like, it don't fucking count unless you hit 300 in the morning. And I'm like, yeah. fuck. And every morning I'd wake up, it'd be 10 pounds lighter or five pounds lighter. Yeah. So one night I think I ate like 50 bucks worth of Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> I, woke up, I woke up the next morning at 301. I was like, yeah, I fucking took pictures. <laughs> I looked like a big fat balloon. I was like, <laughs> You just look like fifty dollars a child. Oh my! It was so gross, dude. It was so much sodium, fucking water. Like, why are you wearing, wearing glaze? Not. <laughs> <laughs> it was a proud day, though, man. I remember that day. We're like, okay, photo time. Let's get the proof. Yeah. Anyway, what about you guys? Anything or not a big deal for you? Have you been? You've been three hundred, man. You've been close. Well, you've been there, haven't you? Heaviest I've ever been two ninety. So I'm out of the. You guys are just fucking. You've never been three hundred. Joe's just shit on me from height. <laughs> no, no, but that's only because Ben can't get fat. So when he's 290, he's pretty lean still. Yeah, but Ben also is four inches taller than me. Yeah, I'm 6'1". So, so what, what are you saying? That should I'm be saying awesome. it should be easy for him. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true, actually. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. I don't, just watching Ben eat, I don't understand how it hasn't happened by accident. Or just, just from being a fat prick. Because uh, whenever, whenever, when it's just, he's the worst person to compete with. Because when we go into like, <laughs> you know, I'll be like, I'm like six days out and I'm like, I'm, I'm carb depleting. You know, but yeah, yeah, carb deplete, man. And then we'll go and we'll go grocery shopping and I'll be getting just salad, like white fish. And he's just loading his trolley up. Just, <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Over the last, the last year where you were competing, I would hold back and I was dying. You were like, why are you? You did, you, you did the last couple. You did the last couple of times, but the first few. The first I, few times, I was like doing cardio and like eating no carbs, and he was competing. He was in his peak week. He's like, "Why are you fucking starving yourself?" Yeah, but then you took it to the extreme. And then when we weren't competing, I think we, did, we were like, "Let's go for a burger." Like, no, I'm dieting yeah, for, for nothing. <laughs> let me guess. Okay, let me get. I, I think. I think Luke. I think I know why I mean you get along. So let me ask you this, Ben. Does he get mad regardless of the situation? Like if you're eating a lot of shit, he's like, why are you eating so much shit? And if you're not eating, he's like, why are you dieting? He's like, can't be happy. Yeah. Well, actually, no. He never complained to me about eating so much shit. He always encouraged it and then complained to other people about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, like, he's like, yeah, get the, get the donuts, eat the cookies, do this. And then he's like, this fucking guy, right? All fucking days. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, you bought them for me. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's true. Sometimes I like, better bought you these, and then I, and then I'm like, you fat fuck. It'll be eating. I'm like, look at this guy. Look what I've got put up with, and I've bought him what he's eating. But the best one was when we were in Indy, and uh, you and Guy were both competing. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. Tell that. We went to Guy's hotel room, and I was like, shit, I haven't eaten in like two and two hours forty five minutes. I've got to order something. So he's like, oh, just order it up to the room. So. This was like early on when I didn't realize that American portions were gigantic. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I'll have a burger and fries and then, oh, some nachos on the side. Yeah. So they come up and the tray's like this, the two plates are yeah. huge, the burger's here. So I'm sat in Guy's hotel room, Those both of them 
and we're eating like two days yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guy just sat there and was like, you're fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like guy in his jersey way was so just disgusted what he was doing. He was like, "Are you not? Do you not feel sick yet?" I'm like, "No, no." Yet. <laughs> you see it. it was good. Uh, okay. Uh, question for Fuad. I just, you know what? This is actually interesting. I, I want to see what you guys thought about it. Uh, he said you finished six in your last show, but you're not happy. You weren't 100. percent If you came in 100. percent at your best and you looked great, but didn't get a call out, would you be happier and retire that way? So I want to ask you, Luke, cause I thought it was interesting what you think. Is it better to, if I had to retire today, would it be better to finish the way I finished or would it be better to have my absolute best look ever at the Arnold's, but be like 12th? Yeah, that's that. I would rather that personally. I only say that because if I was at my absolute best, I wouldn't be 12th. Yeah, yeah, there's that as well. But you, you also, I'd also be happier to retire knowing I brought my best and I was just beaten handedly. Yeah, or yeah, if I was 12th and I was at my absolute best, it would have been like a knockout fucking lineup. And I would. Like, I mean, I've always said like a bit like I've never complained about my placing because normally when I place badly, it's absolutely my fault. Mm. And I'd also, in the same respect, is that any time I've been beaten, I've never been like, oh, that was bullshit. I wasn't. You know, like, but he, I guess I, I guess he's attaching it more to retirement, so it's a little bit further away for you to yes, yeah, even think what, about. But no, it's what I'm trying basically trying to say is yeah. Had I been my phenomenal all-time best, but come dead last, I've just been beaten by better guys. I can live with that. You know why? I think sixth place is nothing to fucking hang your hat on. So I would rather be in my, my best as well and be like 10th or 12th or whatever. Yeah, because all-time best, you've got your pictures. Everyone remembers you looking yeah. insane. It's, um, yeah. yeah and, that's, and it's like you, you know you can walk away. because I, I was my best and I just got beaten. That's fine. Yeah. I, now, I, it, now, if he said, would you rather win and look like shit or be at your absolute best and take 10th, that's a different scenario. I might rather take... Yeah, I'd rather win because then yeah. at that time I'm going down in history and I have a fucking sweet check. Yeah. Are you going to retire if you just want to show because you still got more to give? You're still competitive. You're not well, yeah, I mean, there's more. It goes further. But if we had, to, if you had to pick, I guess he's saying, right? Like, so, okay. Um, Ronnie said, Arnold with his technology and training diet would have been the best bodybuilder ever. He has the best genetics according to Ronnie. What do you think? Um, I just, I, I disagree. I don't think so. I think Ronnie was, but I think Ronnie was just being respectful. Yeah. Oh, you know, you did you probably didn't watch the interview, Luke. Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie did an interview with that valuetainment guy and he asked him about Arnold and Ronnie said he was the best ever and if he had all the same technology and gen- and stuff that we have now Arnold would have been the best bodybuilder of all time I don't agree and I don't agree either I think Ronnie's genetics are fucking second to no one I think Phil's genetics are better than Arnold's as well who's that I think Phil out genetics Arnold as well yeah Ronnie yeah, I can make an argument for that you know somebody wrote a question the other day is interesting what do you think Jay at his absolute best or Phil? Because it seems like Jay keeps getting lost in the conversation for some reason when you talk about no, Olympia I, winners. I think, no, I think a lot of the time Jay, Jay kind of gets remembered for other things. I know, but that's one of my whole point is I think like when you're talking about Olympias, everybody always goes Phil and then Ronnie. It's like they skip over, they skip racism, over Phil, uh, racism, Jay. Racism, just uh, pure racism. <laughs> it's like the black people only. It's <laughs> white people suck, man. Fuck white people. No, I'm serious. Do you think Jay at his absolute best, which is probably either 2001 or 2009, against Phil at his absolute best. Who do you think wins? Phil. 
I just think I just think that's something with Phil. It's like when you look at it, like I'm not really a fan. I'm not like, but I'm just like, no one else can do that. I think that's if like, you that's like, that's like he's the most uninspiring bodybuilder of all time because there's nothing I can do to emulate that. Nothing. So he doesn't motivate me whatsoever, he like physically. Un- he was untouchable. On yeah, untou- untouchable because he had everything and they had everything that no one had. You can pick pick a hole in his physique. And, and I don't like, like I said, it's not my style, type of physique that I like or what I would want either. I um, I don't know. I I think I got to go with J, two thousand one. Yeah. Only because just, it depends, but it really. I just want to finish it by saying it really depends on what the judges want because if they're looking for strictly size it's going to be jay every time if they're looking for aesthetics it could be phil but when i look at this there really isn't a better bodybuilder like this is phenomenal this is 2001 jay like you yeah, can't... Yeah, I, I completely no I, I completely agree for, for me personally i love that physique but i still think he wouldn't win against phil i don't know man just get phil's for 2011 rear double bicep no yeah. one in the world ever beats that Let's see. Phil Heath, 2011, rear double bicep. My God. Just put 2011. Yeah, that'll do. He, his rear double at that show was so good, it's just... There, there, that one. No, left, 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 there. That is perfect. Yeah, but it's one shot. I know, you just, you just did the same to Jay. <laughs> no, this is his backside, too. Like, yeah, and I think Phil's is better. Yeah, I don't agree, I don't think. It's okay. Not, that's, 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 what body, that's what bodybuilding is, right? We don't have to yeah, agree. I, you know what? And I'm also telling you, I personally way prefer Jay. I'm just yeah, that's what, fine. I know you're I trying to be objective, but objectively, yeah. but objectively speaking, I think this is more. That's mad. I love Jay. Yeah, that's mad. Like I, this still, is, I don't know, really, but they still, but like every, I still, when I look at like Jay there, I'm still, I still see every other bodybuilder. I've, I've seen that before, but maybe not as good as that. But I've seen all that. That's just the that. But for the feel, there's something not the same. I don't know what it is. I don't know, man. This doesn't impress me as much uh, as again, Jay. again, it's, it's pictures like like when you watch the video of him posing in 2011. Again, it's not the same as being there. But it's just like, oh my god. I mean, I stood on stage with him. <laughs> yeah, and you, but you've even said no one looks like that. You're right. Nobody had his 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 proportions when I looked at that lineup in 2008. Was the most cartoonish fucking look i'd ever seen in real life yeah and i but, think real, i think in real life a lot of phil heath's attributes turn out uh, stand out more than in the same with jay but i think but, even with saying that it's just this is just so impressive to me like oh uh, yeah i know it's fucking unbelievable i'd much rather want to look like that size wise where's the where's the um you know what i want to see is jay's uh new york new york pro that's his absolute best in my opinion if I could find was it, it. Was it called Night of Champions, though? I don't think it was at that time, but let's just see what... That's not the right Jay Cutler. That's the football player. Um, yeah, I don't know where the fuck it is. I, I had it up when I was looking for his photo for the podcast. Yeah. But it's like the most incredible... I don't know, man. It's tough to say. Jay's got more of a traditional bodybuilder's physique. I just, I know, I, I just think Phil has something that not, I've never seen anyone else have. Anyone, really. That's, only, that's the only reason I'd think I'd give it to Phil. Not because I personally like it. I just think, what the fuck? I wonder what people think. Can you, why, you know what? Whoever's listening, put it in the, your opinion in the comments section. I'm curious 
to see what you guys think because people remember Jay. Sometimes they remember Jay as not coming in at his best or maybe being uh, too. Jay's, Jay's, Jay's one of the best ever, but I just think that 2011 field, there's something about it that just. I can't find that fucking photo now. fucking sense in my brain when I look at those pictures of videos. My, my mouse just died. Okay, so. Your mouse just died. <laughs> fucking dead. That's why, we were late, that's why we were late coming on. Um, okay, let's do a couple more. We've been on for what? Fuck, it's been two and a half hours almost. I know they've had like fucking nearly six hours of podcasts. I'm starving. And Ben is on, Ben's been on his fucking knees this whole time. He's used to it. I, I, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> let's do one more. Go. One more. Opinion on female male coaches. Most people, most people I know say they wouldn't be coached by a female. Why do you think they, there aren't any top female coaches? Well, there is. Gina Davis coaches Steve Kuklo. And my first coach was a female as well. Sybil Peters. But do you think Kukla would look better if he didn't? Like grandma, Sybil Peters. Whatever. Well, Steve has worked with guys. Steve has worked with guys before. He worked with Hani. Uh, you know what? Again, it goes back to our whole last thing last week. Male, female, name, no name, don't care. What's your skill set? Show me your results. Well, also the connection too. That's a huge one. The connection with yeah, the course, athlete. Of course. If the if the athlete, but it start it starts with like their skill set. And we're gonna argue. About, you have to argue with me about everything, yeah. don't you? I had this conversation the other day about trust. Right? Yeah, that's kind of what I mean about the connection. If you trust that coach, that's ten percent right there. That's an extra ten percent. Yep. Yeah. Well, because then you're not doubting everything they fucking tell you to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you th- either of you think you could win a pro show eating nothing but McDonald's? No. Maybe. DMP. Maybe. Maybe. Or just oh well. If you, if you took the bun off of everything. Hey. Water. Water. Maybe water. You can have the grilled chicken salads. They have salad. Yeah. Luke, Luke can't win a fucking pro show even if he doesn't eat McDonald's. So. That's true. That's true, Luke. <laughs> so true. Maybe that's why, because I don't eat McDonald's in my prep. That's probably what the problem is. Ben comes in in the clutch. <laughs> Ben's coming with the truth. The truth hurts. All right. Last, last one. Last one. Yep. If you could trade careers with a bodybuilder, with any other bodybuilder, who would it be and why? Trade lives. Trade careers with any other bodybuilder, who would it be and why? Probably Jay. Jay. <laughs> what, why? Oh, just because he's fucking minted and still having a sick life now and still very active and very relevant and very healthy. Can you tell me why Jay's videos are so interesting? Because Jay is so interesting. Have you ever watched Jay's videos? Yeah, because I just I think everyone just loves Jay. I know, but they're honestly like when I watch them, I'm like, it's so boring, but it's not. Yeah, like, it's, it's insane. like our podcast is shit, but people like it because I guess they like us. Is that why? I don't know. Our podcast is not shit. You know, I'm starting to resent you for saying that. This podcast is very valuable to a lot of people. I asked you to mirror something halfway through and you couldn't do it. You're going <laughs> to leave it in. You're not even going to edit it out. What do you mean? <laughs> I edited something once and you know how many fucking DMs I got? What's the edited part? Why did you edit it? That's what I kept getting at. So I don't edit fucking anything now. You just get well, the whole show. Well, there you go. But I'm serious. What I want is, you think it's just because it's Jay? Yeah, and I think that's just like Jay. Jay could do anything, and people love it. Because like, because like, you Dave, get more hits. Did you get more hits on the Jay video than some of your others on your uh, podcast? Uh, Seth has got the number one views on my podcast. Then I think Meadows, then Jay, and then Evan. Yeah. 
I think that's kind of how it goes. Nice. But um, it's funny because he's got Dave Borlay filming him. And Dave's like, so, Jay, what are we going to eat today? And Jay's just casually walking around his kitchen. There's no editing. There's no nothing. They're just, like, making a bowl of fucking egg it's whites. Crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? But then, but then like, uh, Ben but, and I did our both barrel series, and they were just exactly that. They were the most popular thing we've ever done. So you think you're saying when I'm doing my vlogs, I shouldn't be editing all the stuff I'm editing? I just leave it all? Just very flat on the wall. Like, well, not the vlogs, but if there's somebody following you around with the camera, leave it unedited. Especially, especially if the cameraman knows you, it works better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then they can talk to you while you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Paul's completely fucking camera illiterate. Because like well, Ben would either try and make me laugh or piss me off during filming. Be one or the other. <laughs> I got him on a rant. It was golden. Yeah. So I didn't know what to say as well. Yeah, Nathan Diasha said you're a prick. Oh shit, that's great. Uh, I don't, I don't, I, we don't even need to talk about him anymore. He's so just. Oh, you know what I mean? I would just trigger. There'd be yeah. something that we discussed. And Who? Then, Who? At that point, there you go. Look, it was that. <laughs> he's already getting. He's already getting heated up. <laughs> but he, especially when he was doing his cardio, because he was like tired and hungry, and I'd just poke the bear a little bit. Press yeah, a lot, a lot. Big old stick. All right, um, all right. Let's do it again. Yeah, because Ben's Ben's now officially part of the Trinity, the holy trinity of third co-host. We have we got Seth, James, and Ben now. See, I did say this. I said I thought your podcast was doing well, and then you're scraping the barrel having to ask some. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It was um, James. Actually, and actually, Luke Colby's like Ben's career is going down the shitter. We got to get him some help. So he's like, get him on the show. <laughs> and, it was, and, and Ben and, and, sorry, and Seth and James would rather do anything else. So we yeah. was kind of... Uh, we settled. We settled for you. So, also, we, you've also got another bit of news. You should probably just tell everyone hmm. if you want. I forget. You could, I'm sorry, I guess it's public. I forget what we're talking about. We are, is the right word we? We are pregnant? Yeah, we, he is pregnant. Who's pregnant? My missus. Yeah, but that's, that's old, isn't it? Well, that's why this is for the podcast listeners, not for you and me. For fuck's sake, it wasn't for you to be like, oh, well, congratulations. But I thought everybody knew already. <sighs> At the beginning of the podcast, you, you put up his profile saying, I'm showing people's profiles who people who don't know who you are. Yeah, no, the, the, the relevance to that, I think, is... <laughs> the, 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 I do think it's relevant because there are a lot of people out there that, especially in our industry sport, that uh fearful that that's something that's not going to be possible or that they're going to have to compromise on. It, a, it's amazing, absolutely fucking amazing that Ben's having a baby. Why? No, not amazing just because. I mean, no, no, no. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not how I meant it. I didn't mean it like that. I meant it like... He has nothing to offer. Why? No, no, no. <laughs> Why? Why? Everyone can do that. It's easy. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Yeah. All right, go on. Fucking Jesus Christ. Oh, I, mean, meant, there is, there I meant it like, was. were you trying for a long time? Was there an issue? No, but for the last 10 years, 15 years, I never wanted kids. I never PCT'd. I wasn't mindful of doing shit. I just went all in. So Yeah, literally. literally. Yeah, when, when I was 22, I did sign away both my bollocks. Oh, did you? I had a torsion in my left one. And I had to have surgery. I left it for like five days and they told me that the left one was dead and the right one was probably had lost yeah. oxygen supply. So they were going to remove them both. So I had to sign them away. Okay. When they, in, when they went in, they discovered they could fix it. So 
So do you still have two? Do you still have two nuts, or is it one? It was like that. It was like a a clip out of The Simpsons with that Doctor Nick. Yeah. <laughs> little Spanish doctor. He's like, hey, we saved some balls. So, like, <laughs> and he just like, do you reckon he just opened your balls and they were like, oh, just just twisted. He just went like that, and that was it. Done. Fixed. <laughs> because they didn't charge me a fucking fortune for it. So. So let me ask you this. So when that happened, they told you you probably weren't going to have kids or no? Yeah, I had to sign the thing. Waiver said, no balls, going to come both out. My mom was in tears over it. No, no, no. But even after they said, even after they said they fixed oh. it, did they uh, tell you like it would be hard to have kids or did they? Did you just... there, might, there might be complications from it, yeah. Yeah. I never tested because I didn't care. So I was like, yeah, whatever, fine. And now your girl's pregnant. How long has she been pregnant for? Uh, I think we're at week 14. Week 14. So three, a little over three months. Yeah, June, October 30th. You're right in the, in the second trimester. Yeah, which is why I was going to try to squeeze a show in in September, early October, because I figured I wouldn't be able to justify doing a prep once the kid was born for a few years. So. Yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, Branch Warren did it. Yeah, but I'm an amateur. I can't justify competing. For you know? fun, yeah. yeah. Is it going to be easy to compete when she's like that close to giving birth to, though? I've not done it before. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. She's pretty tolerant and she's in the pro herself. So I guess there's a better understanding of it. Um, so I don't know. I just can't wait. I can't wait for this. Congratulations, man. Maybe one day I'll be on the, I'll be next. I don't know well, if that'll. We'll do it. Stop putting it out and cleaning up in the middle of the night. Just leave it in. I've been trying to do all the things you told me to do the Spider Man. The Simba, the... Okay, if you're trying for a baby, don't throw cum at their face or rub it on their forehead. <laughs> Drive for a baby, aim for the egg. <laughs> that's, your, that, that's your Instagram trailer. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't... Th- <laughs> she's not going to see the... See, the nice thing is she's not going to watch this for three fucking hours, so she won't catch that last Why do we keep doing this for three hours? Every time we do it, I'm, well, for the last hour, I've been bursting for a piss. Okay, let's go. I got a piss too, and I'm hungry. Okay. Right. Are we ben, good? it's good to see you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Luke, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you all. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>